Everybody, everybody's going to world flip phones because we got what you want and we got it right now. Bitch, let me tell you about this broke ass nigga the other day. So he gonna call me talking about some damn. Oh, I'm gonna take you out on a date. I'm gonna take you to a water. You I tell you about the east side. Pavement is bridges, this ain't Antigua. Keep your long jaws and your Timberland, get your fleece right. Niggas repping street sign. Plus, it ain't no respect for a peace sign. Niggas swiping pockets like credit card, you get declined. You don't know I take you for a rewind. On this side of me, we all black, it's hit by design. You know how it feel, you see Bonneville and it creep by. We don't want to hear no excuses, get on your C rhyme. How many mics do we Oh, we don't want to hear no excuses, get on your cheap rhyme. How many mics do we record? We don't want to hear that. Small city, it's a really small chance that I haven't heard of you. Niggas take shit personal, that's when they take shit vertical. In certain places that you shouldn't walk or take excursion through. Your mama don't pay rent on this block, they just might murder you. Headshot, hit his head top, turn the convertible. That is irreversible, we've been G since the cervical. You might think that your niggas is deep my crew submersible like submarines and they ain't merciful on instrumentals i get surgical that's how i found my way out i see niggas hungry for payouts watch how it played out they found themselves played out thought they had a shortcut or escape route put in the car all for a bag like it was takeout they know they lose they smell food they had their place out roll through future mask off they had their face out run the jewels lp and mike they cleared the place out da played the D. DJ, turn the tables and cut the bass out. Took some years away. Type shit make your spirit break. Next thing that you know, you back up on the streets and near the plane. Staying home's a balancing act. You got a pair away. You go back, you boost it with stripes. Like a Perrier's. Hair store, gas station, ported bandle, hair store, liquor store, potholes. It's wacker than our airport. You call yourself fly, you need a one after your air force. Gotta put your own work in. Round here we hands on. My name is my name and it's solid. That I can stand on, conehead, all on my hoodie, I kept my champ on I had to roll the dice like Monopoly, I advanced on Take the time wherever I travel, and let the stand you on my east side Pavement is bridges, this ain't Antigua Keep your long jaws and your Timberland, get your fleece right Niggas rapping street sign, plus it ain't no respect for a peace sign Niggas swiping pockets like credit card, you get declined You don't know I take you for a rewind On this side of me, we all black, is it by you know how it feel, you see Bonneville and it creep by. We don't want to hear no excuses, get on your cheap rhyme. I don't want to go to the water, I want to go to Carabas. So, what the fuck do you like to do? One thing for sure, two things for fucking certain, I am not that bitch. Take your baby mama to the water, don't say that. Yeah. If you a nigga from Buffalo, you been there. Say that. Yeah. Y'all been there, one. Yeah, that statement before, you heard? But yo, what's good, what's good, what's good, man? Welcome to Get Your Bars Off Podcast, man. Fresh off of WrestleMania weekend, Dreamville weekend, great music weekend, all of that stuff. And whatever your weekend was, you were here with your boy, Ari Starks, my brother, Loso. What's going on, bro? Boy, one thing to describe the weekend, man. The more things change, the more they stay the same. That's very true, man. That's very true. Uh, shit, man. Well, why we wait? Actually, shit, man. Why we waiting for um our guest of the night, uh, Jay Ski's brother? You know what I'm saying? Coming back up here to talk about 
um, his, his latest album, Abolished Uncertainties, his collabs with Conway, and more things that he got going on with his uh, his career and such. Um, we're going to have that coming on shortly. But in the meantime, between time, I mean, I know I said we was going to probably do me, but let's start with WrestleMania. Let's just, I can, I'm itching at the bit to talk about it, man. And let's talk about the elephant in the room, bro. Cody Rhodes takes the L, Roman Reigns retains. Like, wh- how you feeling about that, bro? So initially last night, I I, I was kind of, I, I was pissed, bro. Everything pointed to Cody slaying the beast, so to speak, finishing the story, blah, 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 which is what he's been saying. Um, And, at, and the match was incredible. He gave Roman his first Mania Classic. I think we can all say that. He gave him his first Mania Classic. You mean like the triple threat? Triple threat. Uh, oh, Dave, yeah. Daniel Bryan? Stack him? Nah. Nah. Like a one, like one-on-one. He gave him his first one-on-one classic at Mania. Yeah. Like we that. were invested. And then the way the way it ends, like this is unrealistic to me. So you see Solo, you see Solo try to interfere. You send right. Solo to the back. Then Solo pops up. Pardon me. Solo pops up, and you have like it. It's unrealistic. Like my thing is, we need more realistic finishes. Like, come on, the ref didn't fucking notice that he did the fucking Samoan spike to um to Cody. Like, bro, it, or that so... he was even back out there. But... Right. Come on, man. But you know, yeah, next day Triple H is on um the press conference. He makes that he says the quote about how it's for chapters, and this is not the end of it's not the end of the story, but more so the end of the chapter, which makes sense because they have been trying to do chapters with their stories. Um, yeah, it makes sense, and I think it it makes sense even more because Cody had a hand in starting the competition. He had a hand in starting the rival that they have now in AEW. They're not going to reward him right away. I don't see that happen. Yeah. Even the even the WCW guys and the ECW guys that came over, they didn't reward them right away. Hell, even Goldberg had a way to year. RVD, shit, that nigga was he. How many times was he on, on WWE TV till he got a title, at least a main title? And we got shit. Back, but still, the nigga was one of the most popular niggas to transfer over from WCW or WECW. That nigga had to wait four years. Booker it was a grip. It was a grip. Had to wait, what, five years? It, it makes sense, man. Just because it's a different company don't mean that the things don't change. The, thing, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Vince and, and this nigga H is petty. At the end of the day, these niggas is petty. Petty rich niggas. The worst type of niggas. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, it just it makes sense. But then again, I can't agree with the sense of like, yo... You like you said, you just got here. You, you your your thing was to finish the story. If you finish right. your story on the first go round, then what's left? Well, I think they're gonna go a different route. I think, and this is a theory I wanted to run by you. What? Money in the bank. Picture it like the girl from Golden Girls. Picture it. Sicily. Money in the Sicily, nineteen eighty-eight. <laughs> Picture it. Money in the bank. Right, twenty twenty-three. Solo or Jay wins the briefcase. Nah. 
Come on, they gotta they gotta do it somehow. Are you serious, bro? Think about this. You went think about his rogues list of 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 challengers that he's wrestled. Yo, Heyman and him went down it. Ended with Solo and Jay. Well, it makes sense for it to be Jay. We've been beating it. it, yeah, it it's bro, not for no damn title, bro. Like I'm still not not for no title. If not Cody, then who? That's the point. That's why niggas are sitting here confused. <laughs> not Cody, then who? All of these challengers that right. are viable to be a champion, y'all want to possibly go with Jay or Nah, bro. I don't see Jay as much as you can see Sami Zayn as their world champion. I do not see. Jay Uso is my world champion. But speaking of champions, man, we're going we got our boy, man, a champion of the town right now, champion of Buffalo, New York, right now, word, word. champion of the east side, man. Our boy Jay Skis, bro. Welcome back to Get Your Bars Off Podcast. I know that sounds real professional, but what's good, bro? <laughs> hey, bro, what's going on? How y'all feeling, man? It's good to be back. Yes, sir, man. It's we bro, good, bro. man. Coming off of like I said, we got a chill, a real good WrestleMania weekend. You know, a lot of good music's drop, man. Cool Dreamville concert, enjoying some music. Everything is peaceful in our little world of wrestling, music, and such like that. But how's everything with you, man? You got a new album out, man. Two two projects out for real, for real. Word. How's everything going on right now, man? Busy, man. Busy. You know, I just put on. Uh, I think I put it on Facebook or Twitter. I said, you know, you can't uh, you can't complain about what you prayed about. You feel what I'm saying? What I prayed for. Here, so it's like you know what I mean. Every day waking up, I got a million things I gotta do, but you know this is what I ask God for. I've been God for it for a long time, so you know, I'm I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed at the end of the day. I'm tired, but I'm blessed. So you know, I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you asking. Nah, man, that's what I say. I always like to say, man, these things are good problems that we ask for. You know, like we rather we rather be like you said, stressing out about the things we we manifesting and trying to bring to our world, other than somebody else's dreams and such like that. You know. So I'm we anything we really happy to see where everything is going since the last time you've been here. And yeah. it's just been an amazing progression. And the first thing I see that's changed as such is the locks, bro. What how how did the lock the chopping of the locks go down, man? How did that happen? I needed to change up the energy, bro. You know what I mean? And uh the biggest thing, um, when I was thinking about some of my favorite artists, um, you know, like you got your K dots and, and your J. Coles and you know the you know. Lupe's and Big Sean's, all, all those cats. You know, the thing that I noticed, Drake too, um, the thing that I noticed is that, you know, all of your favorite artists, when they're dropping a project, they always have a certain look. And, and what the way I was thinking about it, A, I wanted to change up my energy and, you know, just, just try something different because I had my locks for like 13 years. Yeah. So I wanted to... um you know, this this is this this wasn't like a street. This wasn't like a, something that I just put together and you know. It wasn't from old block. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this 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 project came out on Empire Drumwork Empire, man. So you know, I wanted shout to out Empire. Huh? I just wanted to shout out Empire, man. Dave over there at Empire. He's our project manager, man. He's been making a lot of things happen. Um. Alexia as well. Shout out Alexia uh, from Empire. But you know, I wanted to I wanted to really take it serious, man. And and that's something that Conway always say, like, bro, you take this shit super serious. That's how I know you're gonna take it to the top because you really take it serious. And me and him actually had a conversation. That was one of the things that kind of sparked it too. 
you know, we had a conversation at the end of last year and he was, you know, talking about how my year went and, you know, we just went over a few things and he was like, onto our looks and everything, like we got to really take it, you know what I'm saying, to that next level. And uh, I was like, man, you know what? I think it might be time for a change. Why not? You know what I mean? You hold a lot of energy and a lot of trauma in your hair. And I've been through a lot of stuff in those 13, 14 years I had my hair. So it was that time. So just real quick before you go, slow, I just want to follow that up because I seen a video and it was this mom. She found a way that she was like, you know, punishing her kid, you know, bad grades in school, whatever, whatever. But her decision, instead of, you know, no computer, no phone, she cut his locks off. And I thought that was really, really like for that decision. And I mean, for somebody Crazy. who, like you said, it's a lot of it's a lot of things, a lot of personal things you have with your locks. Do you want to just like elaborate on like that connection with locks for people and why something like that could be looked at as wrong? If you feel that, you know, I, I think it's wrong uh, just because, you know, that's that's, you know, when you look in the mirror, man, that's your self-image, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're seeing yourself how, well, that's the closest thing that you see, like, how the rest of the world sees you. So, you know, a lot of people take that personally. And I, I just think, like, with hair, like, it's just so much tied into that, especially, like, once you get on a journey with locks, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you, make a, you make a real decision to just really buckle down and, like, keep them joints. And, you know, you got to go through different stages with them. And, you know, you take care of them. You let them grow naturally. You don't do too much with them it's just it, it's so much with it man i i don't really know everything that's tied um uh, what do you call it uh you know whatever it is whatever religion it is that jamaicans uh practice uh, um rastafarian uh, uh, yeah i know they have it's even more in with like you know the way that they think about it like they got a lot of different things that they that they practice and preach by but for me you know when i made decision when i made the decision to get locks you know, I just knew that I, I love the, the the hairstyle and the dedication. And what my locks really taught me was that, you know, you got to have patience. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you want something beautiful to grow, if you want to see the uh, the fruits of your labor, you got to have patience. And I don't think I was as patient with myself as I was up until, you know, I started really growing my hair and I started to really see uh, the fruits of my labor and, 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 and just my patience. So, you know, I think, you know, maybe with that mother, maybe she thought her son was just super vain and, you know, she, she felt like, you know, that might teach him a lesson, but, you know, I, I feel like that wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. crazy. That's, that's crazy that somebody would do that. Yeah, thing. man. I just, when I seen it, I know I was going to have a conversation with you. I was like, man, I was wondering, because I know a lot of people know the type of conversation, that connection and such. So I just seen the tears in that kid. I was like, wow, that's, that's crazy. And the last thing, sorry, you, you talked about like a lot of things, switching up and such, Conway telling you about switching things up for the future. Outside of hair, what else have you seen yourself change up? So, I mean, since, like I said, since I first met you back in the, you know what I'm saying, early 2000s, and, I mean, late 2000s and such, what do you feel has changed with Jay Skis from then to now? Mm, good question. Um, I think a lot of different things, man. Like the biggest thing is I'm a father, you know what I mean? So I don't really put myself first, you know what I'm saying? Like in any situation, like I'm talking about before I go over to Europe, I'm I'm thinking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where Who got Nas? Where is Nas at? Who is Nas going to be with? How is Nas getting to school? How is she eating? What does she need? So, you know, that's the biggest thing because that's a life thing like once you become a parent you know what i'm saying or a, a good parent you know a good parent is going to going to put their kid first in, in every situation in most situations i should yeah, say yeah for sure um 
so that's the biggest thing. Um, second biggest thing is, man, like, you know, I feel like I'm finally at a, at a place in my life um, because I've been chasing music for such a long time. Like, I feel like I've arrived, you know what I'm saying, with this shit. Like, you know what I mean? I've been recognized by um, a lot of platforms and a lot of people who I've been, like, fans of and, you know, have really been tapped in with for a long time. And this is like my dream, you know what I mean? So it's not something that I'm, I'm trying to do anymore. This is something that I'm doing, you know what I mean? Like, I'm really living not a hobby no more. purpose, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like, you know, probably around that time when you met me, I didn't really have as much direction and I, I didn't really know what my purpose was. But I think now I, I know exactly what my purpose is. And, you know, I, I know that I'm a vessel, you know what I'm saying? God is using me to you know, spread, spread his message and spread my message and inspire others and influence others through my story. So, you know, that's something that I think, uh, I, I didn't know that before, you know, when you first probably met me. And, uh, I think the other big thing that, that kind of changed about me is just, man, just, you know, my, um, my sense of direction, you know what I'm saying? Not my sense of direction, but more so, uh, just my focus level. You know what I'm saying? I like, like I was saying before, like, I take it super serious, man. Like, uh, this rap shit, it, 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 it comes before a lot of things in my life. Um, I've made a lot of sacrifices. Like, people don't understand, like, what, it, I, I can't remember exactly when, when was the last time I was on here? June 2021. Yeah. Because so, I, I had just posted the clip of, you were talking about Red Kool-Aid on here before it came about. So I yeah. posted the clip when the album came out. Facts. That's fire. So, like, people don't understand, I think... I think a lot of people thought like, okay, I'm signed to Conway. I'm good. I'm about to move out of Buffalo. I'm about to be rich. I'm about to have all this bread. Yo, people don't understand what I had to do in the last like two years. Like since the last time I was on here almost, what it is that I had to go through and what it is that I had to do and endure and all that to get to this point. Like, because you don't just sign and then your album just comes out and then you just get a crazy amount of bread. Like, nope, not anymore. <laughs> he signed me, like, knowing that I was a dope artist, but I didn't have a buzz to where if he would have put my album out the day after he signed me, anybody would have been checking for it. So, you know, I could have had the illest album of the year. You know what I'm saying? Abolish Uncertainties could have been the dopest shit that anybody ever heard. But if it's dope and nobody is checking for it, then it's going to fall on deaf ears. Nobody know about it so i had to do a lot i had to put in a massive amount of work and a lot of it was on my own too like it wasn't i wasn't getting a lot of help from the label they wasn't paying all the time for me to travel and get hotels and jump on flights and paying my rent no like that shit was all on me 100 and i'm still dealing with real life so i'm still paying my rent i'm still paying my bills i'm still making sure i got food in my refrigerator i'm still making sure my daughter is going to private school all that you feel what I'm saying? So yeah. it came. This shit came with a different level of sacrifice and a different level of dedication, bro. And like people don't really understand that shit. You know what I'm saying? But I'm here to tell you firsthand, like, yo, it, you gotta, you gotta put in a different level of work coming, coming from Buffalo, especially because nobody is coming here looking for no artists. Ain't no A and R's here. Ain't no executive. No label. Now, it's funny you say that. I was really just like when I was watching your interviews and such, I was watching the Bonnerville video. And it's just like you think like, yo, like you said, if you just drop it, it could drop locally. You know, people who rock with it or share it and such like that. Whoop -de -whoop. But when you have that extra push, that extra that, yeah, that extra push as we use in that wrestling term, when you got that extra support, it 
you got the extra out, you got more outlets now, more ears and more they able to put it in more spaces and more places. Now you're able to get to different venues. Now you're able to have that access at least to get to different venues and more, see more fans and such now. So it's really dope to see that Los, you know what I'm saying? It's on you, bro. Um, first of all, I love the album. Incredible work, like dope shit. Um, speaking on the album, um, one of my favorite records on there, well, two of them are One of One and Auntie Crystals, which feature uh, the young lady, Co- I don't know if I'm saying her name right, uh, Coda Sevilla. Yep, that's correct. Yep, that's her, that's her name. How did you meet her? Because um, she cooked on both of her features. Word, man. Shout out to Coda Sevilla, too. And I appreciate what you said about the album as well, man. Thank you. Um, Coda Sevilla, I actually met her in 2018. I met her at a cypher that Love the Genius had on Allen Street. Uh, she was put out, I believe she was getting ready to put out a project. Um, I believe it was self-love, but don't quote me on that. Um, it was either self-love or love is love. It was one or the other, but she she threw a cypher. And um, I was really just getting back outside um, as far as like music and shit like that. You know what I mean? I was, I was really just getting back outside. I was getting ready to put out an album. Um, I want to say it was uh, Subjective Humility. I was getting ready to put that out uh, or working on it anyway. And, um, you know, I just I, I was just moving back to Buffalo and um, I just wanted to get my face back out there. You know what I mean? Because for a while I had stopped doing music, you know what I'm saying, when I moved out of Buffalo. And so um, I went to the I went to the cypher and, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm listening to a bunch of different people who I had never heard because there was a lot of people there that I had never heard. When I moved to Syracuse and moved back, it was mad people on the scene because there was a lot of people in tune with like the anti-venue shows and things like that. It brought a lot of people in, you know what I mean? And I wasn't really around for that because I was in Syracuse doing my thing out there. And uh, for that dress was hard. Who, uh, who heard that day? But what Coda was doing was she was like singing over the beats and freestyling as opposed to rapping. And as soon as I heard her, I'm like, yo, now nah, who the hell is you? Like, and she was, you know, real young, real talented. I'm like, yo, I need to link with you. Like, I need your contact. Like, we need to link. And so I always just kept her close. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we did work in the past and all that. You know, I would always see her at shows and, you know, I, I just always, like, I just always fucked with her energy. So it was more so like an energy thing. And, you know, I just thought she was super dope. And, you know, uh, when it came time for the album, I knew that I needed different sounds on the album and I needed things to kind of like break it up. Like I didn't want it to be every track I'm rapping 48 bars and I'm just mm-hmm. going Cause that shit, that ain't it. At least for me, you know what I'm saying? Like it is artists who do that, that I do appreciate. I appreciate they sound, but for me, I need to be doing something different. I need, I need to be giving you all types of different sounds and different things to digest. Cause that's what makes the project full to me. And, uh, you know, Coda came through, man. She did what she needed to do. You feel me? Um, staying on features. Um, one of the standout features for me as well, uh, freeway. Mm. How did the freeway feature come about? Because that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, because Conway Conway had Benny on his. So I was like, oh, this. Is, I mean, he had uh, Beanie. He had Beanie on his. So I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. kind of dope. Yeah, that was a dope core. Yeah, we picked that up. Yeah, that was dope. So we uh we did both of those features got done like in the same like like it was like a week span or whatever. But uh, so what happened was uh, Beanie and Free they were here for a show. Um, it came up. I think they did a show at like the Nugget or something like that randomly one day, and I just happened to be at the studio. Conway was here. He was here. He was here in Buffalo. And uh, so 
I was already at the studio, and then they booked the studio out for the night. And then Khan was supposed to pull up, and Beans and Free pulled up. So I met them. That was like a, a lifelong, like that was like bucket list shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that was that was the craziest shit in the world. So even just meeting them, being in the studio with them was crazy. And so, um, you know, we chilling, and uh, DJ Coles, he was at the studio with us, and he was working with us, and he was like, "Yo, start playing your album." So I turned my album on. And then they got to, at the time, I think Out Here was like track number four or something like that. And it got to Out Here. And uh, the, the record is playing. And I'm peeping free because he's sitting over in the corner of the studio. And he's just like nodding his head. He's going crazy. And so the record goes off because at the time, it was just me on there. I had two verses. I had the hook on there. And um, the record goes off. And I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm like, yo, it's room for you on that joint too, bro. He was like, huh? I'm like, yo, it's room for you on that record. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm watching you. I'm watching you. How you going? I'm like, yo, it's room for you on there. We could pull that joint up right now. I see how you rocking. He was like, yo, run it back. So we ran it back. Man, he was like, yo, let's do it. So, you know, we pulled up the session right there. He did his he did his verse right there. He ain't even write it. That's dope as hell. That is dope as hell. Not surprised. Free is a, he's a technical wizard. With Shout out program. Free, man. Yeah, for a fact. And, and what's crazy is, you know, if you peep all to the features on the album, it's all people from Buffalo. You feel me? He yeah. said that. He you said know? that. Yeah, it's all people from Buffalo. He said that. You know, that feature wasn't even planned. I was planning on really keeping it all Buffalo. I just wanted to get people on there that I, I really respected their craft. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, the free feature, you know, obviously I wasn't going to turn that down. He's one of my favorites. Always been one of my favorites too. You know what I'm That's saying? a look, man. There was no way turn that down. You feel what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, we looked at it as a dope correlation because, like you said, he had with Conway having beans on his joint, and you having free on it. There's like a dope like joint with the with the with the OGs on that joint, and then like they're both of the proteges in time on the on the record together, and just like they both did their justice for what like you know beans. Grimy's one of the grimiest rappers of all time. Dope lyricists and one of the dopest ones too. And then with Conway, same thing. And then you got Freeway, who was like, when you when he came in, he was like just like that more lyricist side of Beans. As I always feel like with you, when you came in with with Conway, it was just like, let me be that lyricist branch of Conway's. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Extensions and such like that. It just it was really dope to see that. And like I said, with all Buffalo on the joint, like seeing that, it just showed like, yeah, I got all Buffalo on the joint, but that's not show like, oh. It's, it's some killers out here that really rocking what I'm doing out here. And you've been showing us like on the songs you've been on and like you like you letting it be known as like I'm 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 definitely one of those. And you got the P is the people, too, when I see it in these mm -hmm. comments and mm -hmm. a lot of people saying albums of the year. Are you one of the best rappers that they've ever heard? How do you feel about things like that when you've only got a few projects out? It's crazy, honestly, bro. But, you know, I've been hearing this shit literally Rest in peace, my brother Weeks, man. Rest like, Weeks was telling me this shit, you know what I'm saying, for years. And I'm just like, bro, shut your ass up. Like, we, you know what I'm saying? I'm just doing what I'm doing, you know? But that man, he believed in me more than anybody, you feel what I'm saying? More than I believed in myself a lot of times. So, you know, to kind of see it, it's 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 like a it's like an aha moment, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, oh, shit, like, for real? Like, okay, maybe I wasn't tripping, or maybe what I was hearing, I wasn't tripping for real. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. to hear uh, album of the year and to see that shit being on different blogs and, you know, people doing their reviews and scoring it high, it's really just, man, it's, it's, it's everything, man, because, you know, I've been chasing this shit for so long. So it's like, you know, to finally get that recognition is um, even if it was by one person, you know what I mean? Like, 
that shit would, would be life-changing. But for it to be on a scale of like, yo, a lot of the people who have heard this album are saying like, yo, this is an album of the year contender. That's, it's mind-blowing. You know what I mean? It's mind-blowing. And um, I just thank God, man. I'm just super appreciative that the art has been received in the manner that it has. Um, I was just going to say, because like, you talk about one like being out of the year and such like that. A lot of people really receiving it well. One of my biggest takeaways from this was your storytelling. Like it's grown so amazingly, even to the point where you're giving out great stories and freestyles. You know, like how has your storytelling, you know what I'm saying, advanced so well? And has there been any things that, you know what I'm saying, you've been working on to do that? I mean, outside of just having these stories, you know? Yeah. Um, really just, man, just making sure. I stay up on my game, man. Like, I'm a student of the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always been super in tune with, you know, the, the best lyricists of the game. And, you know, I don't just listen once. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure I listen multiple times and I'm dissecting, like, how did you how did you tell this story? Like, what stood out? What made the story the story? You know what I mean? Because um, when I listen to music, sometimes there's certain artists who make me feel like I'm almost like reading a book or make me feel like, you know, I, the, the story that they're telling, I'm on, I'm right there. You know what I mean? Do you have some artists that are some of your favorite storytellers? Um, Yeah, like you got Andre 3000, you got Jay-Z, you got Nas, of course. Um, mm -hmm. You got uh, J. Cole. I think J. Cole is an amazing storyteller. Um, I was going to I was going to ask about Cole. There's a song on the record that reminds me of Cole. Yeah, it should. It should. I think I know what you're talking about. Cylon Saga. Yep, it should. I did that on purpose. A lot of people, it, I think there was only one or two people who have called it out so far, but um, Sideline Saga should remind you of J. Cole because I took um, the idea that he had on Sideline Story, which is one of my favorite J. Cole records. Um, that's from his, uh, from his first album. Um, and, you know, I kind of the hook and i also was you know talking about my life um kind of kind of similar in the manner that he kind of broke down his life and i wanted to use that um that storytelling that he did on that record to kind of tell my own story and, and talk about um you know the reasons why i do what i do and uh how i quit my job and how i was i was working overnight like it was a point in my life literally where i was working in syracuse i was working a full-time job i was working over uh, overnights as well, part time at a gas station, and I was cutting deli meat and shit, and washing floors and selling cigarettes and shit. And I'm sitting there one day, and I'm writing lyrics to a song, and I wasn't even rhyme like I wasn't even recording music at the time. And I'm sitting there like, yo, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is not my life. Mm -hmm. I need to get back to what I do. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it, it, like that song was super inspiring for me, and I just wanted to kind of take that and be an inspiration for others like almost like keep it going you know what i mean no nah, that joint definitely definitely because he's definitely been pointing that out many times i'm, I'm glad you you know what i'm saying great great transition great transition but no <laughs> like this album definitely has a lot of different layers to it like even with songs like burner phone what was the inspiration behind that song uh the inspiration for that one definitely was uh um it reminds me of songs like nas like I, you yeah, know what i'm saying i get I, I gave you power, yeah. Um, also, um, if you've ever heard Lupe Fiasco, uh, Twilight Zone, um, yes, yes, you know what I'm saying? Where okay, it was, yeah. oh, like, he was like personifying everything in the hood, and 
that shit was just like, yo, how are you doing this? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what gave you the idea to do that? And with Burner Phone, so Burner Phone was the second song that I wrote in the first session that I had with Conway in New York. Okay. And, um, I, I had an idea for the song. I just had never wrote it. And so when I got the beat and I, you know, I went into, I was in like Studio B, I think, at the time. And uh, Con was recording. And then I went back to Studio A and uh, I had the idea for the song. I wrote it down and then I recorded it. And Con, like, he came in the room and he heard it and he was like, yo, like, you just sat there, you just wrote this, like, right now? Like, just now? And I'm like, yeah, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, shit, I'm crazy with you. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to go crazy. And so my thought process was, you know, I needed to write the illest shit I have ever wrote in my life because when will I ever be in the studio again with Conway? You know what I'm saying? Like, that was my thought process. I said, this shit could go one of two ways. He could either... Lead his shit and say he gotta fuck with me, or he can lead his shit and say, hey, you know, whatever. Oh, this was from the that that pull up session you was telling about, talking about this from the first interview? the very first session. Oh, that I damn, I recorded, damn. I recorded that, and I recorded uh, symmetry in the very first session. Ooh. So that that oh, symmetry yeah. song hits different now. Oh yeah, I yeah, yeah. Fucking love that listen, record. That hits different now. Back, if you listen back to symmetry. What I'm talking about in that song, it's like it's super inspiring, but it's also like super like I'm being super like vulnerable and, and super transparent. Like mm -hmm. it, like this right here is for the days when I came home from school and they have electricity. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's how I start off the song because again, in my head, I'm like, yo, this is the middle of the pandemic. I'm in the studio with Conway the Machine. He got on 50 million chains and listening to fucking hitmaker beats in a high-rise studio up in Manhattan somewhere. Like, nah, 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 nah. Everything that I did to this point is what got me here. Mm -hmm. So I got to leave it all. I got to leave it all, like, here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't no way. Like, nah, fuck that. I, this is my opportunity. This is my shot. I got to make sure I cash it in. So, you know, Symmetry was the first record that I did, and then the record after that was Burner Phone. Who's the kid in the uh, Symmetry video? That's my uh, that's my nephew, man. That's my nephew, my man Jalen. He was actually, uh, if you've been tuned in, he was actually seventy one Custer video as well. Oh yes, he was. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, he what, was, was he supposed to be like a younger you? Yeah, that's that's my nephew, man. That's my little man right there, my man Jalen, man. Shout out to my little nephew, man. Yeah, when I was watching a video and I seen the side by sides, I'm like, okay, is this supposed to be like young skis or is this old skis and such? And then the shots in, Lark in Larkin Park, amazing shots. Shout out to who did the video, also, man. That was a really dope video. It's just the visualizer. We got an actual video coming for that joint, too. Oh, word? Yeah, oh, visualizer. The visualizer video thing be catching me sometimes these days. They, they man. do that now. I like that a lot better. I was gonna say with like this year with drum work, man, we, we trying to set a new standard with visualizers, you know what I'm saying? So we giving out visualizers and official videos. Oh, okay. Now that's yeah. hard. I like that. Um, so I wanna um we, like we can get back into the album, but I just want to ask something because you've been on tour heavy with mm -hmm. Conway and such. How has that tour life been on you, like physically, mentally? Like what's some you know what I'm saying, takeaways from it? Um, man. So that's a good question. Um, it's it's been interesting, man, because you know that those were some of my first experiences really being on the road consistently for like weeks. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's dope 
to receive the love from, you know, from all the fans and to see the fans and to see places that I'd never thought I would see before. Like it was one point when we were on the tour in Europe, I think we were in Antwerp, which is in Brussels. That's funny. I was just like, shit, I took the opportunity. I had like some hours in a day and I like walked like maybe two miles away, almost two miles away from where our hotel was. And I was dolo. And uh, I'm just walking through the streets in Antwerp or whatever, keeping keeping in mind where, you know, where I was and stuff like that. But just walking, man, and just, you know, looking around and then being in Paris and going and seeing the Eiffel Tower and eating the food. And, you know, I, while I was over in Paris, actually, I talk about it on a record on my new album. I got uh, I tattooed my face while I was out there. I got the uh, everything for Weez on the side mm-hmm. of my face while we was in Paris. So, like, just creating those memories, man, while you know, being outside and like really being overseas and again, places that I never, I never thought I would ever be or see. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like we from the east side of Buffalo, you feel what I'm saying? So yeah, I was going to say, you talk about Antwerp and I'm like, yeah, like crazy correlation, bro. Like you in Antwerp being on the east side, like I know Love brought it up in the, on the line where she's like about the ant being from Ant on Antwerp and being it, like, that's crazy, bro. <laughs> What is what is Antwerp? Antwerp is like on the lower east side, like right where I used to stay yeah, yeah. on Bailey and Dope. Uh I want to say it's off of Genesee, but I might be tripping. It's off Bailey, it's like right between oh, um, Dope and Genesee. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah. this is street. I'm thinking the club is right there. You said what you know that boys and girls club mm-hmm. and the street right there. I used okay. to be all over that's my old that's my old hood right there. Yeah, yeah. So that's right down the street. You know, I grew up on Andover. See, yep, see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so that's a that's really really dope to be, bro. To see, like I said, being on the east side to be a, in an actual city that a street on the east side is named after. That's fire, son. It's Did crazy. you go to the Element Store? Element Store? No, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to go there. Oh uh, no, man. Next time we play, I know you got to hit that joint, bro. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. We did um when we were in Amsterdam, we did do a pop up that was like not planned. We were at uh sneaker. Uh, sneaker something. I still got the bag too. It's called sneaker something. Um, it's not sneaker politics. It's uh, sneaker something, man. And, you know, we checked that store out and it was real cool, man. We had some fans pull up. We kicked it with them. We played album songs and just had a good ass time, man. They showed a lot of love in there too. I mean, speaking of pop ups, I know Conway got his fashion. Benny got his fashion. You know, El Camino's doing his thing, helping out with such too. When we gonna see what's going on with skis in, in the fashion in the fashion world of, of Griselda drum work and all of that nature, man. Man, you know, I, I've been I've been dropping merch and stuff like that. I, I kind of cooled off from it for a while because you definitely were you were you were that's a yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah. I was I was dropping merch and, and things like that. Um I want to get back into it. Um and I am going to get back into it um in the in the in the coming months, um, especially with the album being out now. And you know, you'll see some tour merch coming up. We're we're actually we're gonna be announcing some shows real soon. Um, so I'll have some tour merch out. But I also want to get back into the uh BNBLYC element of stuff mm-hmm. that or like the hand painted stuff. It's just it's so hard, man, to try and yes. you know make time for it because you know, I, I'm I'm so busy with the music, like I'm talking about before I thought I was busy and now I know what it's like to really actually be busy. And, you know, everybody like to say, you know, have emotion, whatever the fuck. I don't know who started that, but niggas don't really be having motion until you drop an album. I'm seeing it firsthand. Like you, that is when you have motion, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So 
I definitely want to um want to really uh, get back into that element. You know what I mean? Because I know the fans will really appreciate it. Um, and it, it'll be a time for it real soon. You know what I mean? Yeah, you've been collabing with a lot of dope artists for these album covers and such, man. Like, I was still just to see what the, you did with the PlayStation shit. It was still just amazing. Fire. Fire. And, and before, before you go, Loso, I did want to ask you, man. That's like I'm a side for- mission on GTA. You know what I mean? Like, those were side missions. So, you know, uh, and, and people love people love the, the whole Metal Gear Solid thing, man. And it's almost like I created, like, a small community of, uh, of people who have an appreciation for it. And I have a deep appreciation for that because, you know, again, these ideas and, and these things that I've done have been 1000% organic and it's from me. So it's not like I got anybody telling me, Oh, yo, skis, you should do this. Like, nah, like this is all me. So Facts. See these uh, ideas come to fruition and really work, really uh, have an effect on people, man. Like it's, it's crazy to see, man. So, you know, I'm going to definitely be bringing back, you know, the whole metal gear, solid theme projects and all that. But for right now, we're just, I'm just building. You know what I'm saying? Just building up um, and getting to it. Um, but you'll see it. You'll see it. Really cool, man, like I'm, I'm planning on bringing back plenty of merch, plenty of ideas and bringing in new ideas as well. I know I was talking about the PlayStation thing. I, I wanted to ask you this last time. Right? Um, What's your top five PlayStation games, bro? It could be <laughs> whatever, whatever, one, two or three, four, five, whatever. What's your what's your top five PlayStation games? Um, Of course, Metal Gear Solid one and then Metal Gear Solid three. Um, not mad at that. I would have said Sons of Liberty, but that's just me. Sons of Liberty was fired too. Bro, I remember I, playing in a demo, having to sneak <laughs> around, bro. Playing that for the first time, that stealth is insane, oh, bro. Man. That was a that was a moment. Easy. The story was insane, man. Um, what else? What else? Crash Bandicoot. There we go. Um, what else? I'm gonna say that's a staple. Final Fantasy Seven. That's a oh, staple. Wow. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna say GTA 4, man. GTA 4 was next level, man. Ooh, interesting. Nico? Yeah, man. That shit was that's next an interesting level. one, bro. Uh, that that is, is an interesting one. Yeah. That one always yeah. reminded me of like a modernized version of three. You think so? Me, yeah, me too. Yeah, it was, in that, it yeah. was in Liberty City. And you know, you had better graphics and such. Mm-hmm. You just had a Russian dude instead of you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, instead of my man's. That's a no, cool. that's a dope list, man. You had Crash Bandicoot in there. I was satisfied. That 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 got that bro. That had a brother <laughs> growing up right there. That Tekken. Yeah. Uh, what was my joint? Obviously, you know, uh, SmackDown, and phew. Soul Calibur was another good one. And you, yo, I just beat uh Grand Grand Theft Auto San Andreas in 2020, bro. I couldn't I couldn't get past the train, CJ. I just could not get past the train. I couldn't, bro. <laughs> That is documented as one of the hardest levels in like gaming history, bro. Shame. I'm a loser, bro. I, I'm 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 open about being trash on games. <laughs> Don't play online, man. That's why I'm playing online, man. Nah, it's crazy. But let's bring it back, man. Um, uh, Los, you can go ahead, bro. I got. I want to let you go. Um, as far as the album, um, how much input did Conway have on the sequencing? Um, so. Um, I'm going to be honest, um, the person that we had doing the sequencing and he's done sequencing for Conway's last few albums. Um, he did, uh, he did, uh, uh, God don't make mistakes. He's done. Um, he did my album. 
I believe he's doing Love the Geniuses album, which is coming soon. Death of Deuce. Um, that is Lucky, Lucky Seven. Lucky Seven. Yeah, that's the yeah, been, been cooking with the sequencing. So smooth. It runs just like it's just easy listening. You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't have to like try to skip to my favorites. Like every joint kind of grows on you as you listen to it more and more. The first half is like more like like the bottom, like if I were to like describe it the top half is more like knocking boom boom like it's more in your face mm -hmm. and then the second half is more storytelling j colish mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah i i, I mix. um you know i just watched a review um on youtube about the album and somebody said you know they wish that um i would have spread out um kind of the bangers of the album but i think what lucky had in mind because we actually talked about it in one of the sessions, one of the uh, later sessions of the album, was we wanted to, because like we wanted to make sure that we didn't lose the listener. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. you know the top of the album, you want to have all your bangers and you want to have all the joints that's like, okay, yo, I, I gotta listen to this or like this is keeping me here because there's gonna be a lot of new fans and a lot of new people who are gonna hear the album. So you want to keep those new people here. And then as the album progresses, we get more into uh, some of the slower songs or some of the uh, some of the other tracks that, you know, are more introspective and things like that. Um, and, you know, because we kind of capture the ear early, they're sticking around for everything else. You know what I mean? So that was like the idea uh, for Abolish Uncertainties. But man, luck, salute, man. So, like Lucky Seven, he did his thing um, on the last couple albums that he's done, man. And I'm just glad that I was able to get him to do the sequencing on my joint because I feel like it's perfect. What was some um, outside of like attention span? What was some of the thing more things you learned about <laughs> sequencing on the album and such, or just about sequencing for an album that you learned from Lucky Seven? Because we that's one of our big things we try to learn about with sequencing on albums such what we learned from the Kendricks and you know saying Ho, whatever, whatever. So what were some of the things that you learned about album sequencing outside of the um, attention? Um, I think that was like really the biggest thing. And then like the way that I had the album set up initially, I had it where um, we had, you know, some of the bangers up top. Then we got into some of the slower ones, like third, fourth track. Then we picked it back up and then, you know, took it back down, picked it back up. So I was thinking like, you know, I wanted it to be almost like a roller coaster, you know, right. what I mean? taking you up and it's taking you down. Um, but it, again, you know, we just wanted to keep the attention. Like once you have the attention, you want to keep it there. You don't want to lose it. Okay. Um, so I think that was like the the main thing that you know we were kind of going for, and the fact that um, the beats that I had uh, selected for the album, they were all. It wasn't like I had sessions where we sat down and we said, "Yo, I want this beat. I want to hear you on this beat and this beat and this beat. I think you need to use this one." Like all of the production that was on the album, I I had hand selected. So, and I worked with a multitude of producers. So, um, there was no. Um, and then even like down to the skits as well, like the skits that you hear on the album, yeah. I, I placed all those. So, um, yeah, what, was it, what was the inspiration behind like your production, your production choices and like the skits and such? And like even with Jillian with the poem. Yeah, like I just um, for all those different things that I like that I incorporated, like even with like lunch table, the, the skit that's in the beginning and then, you know, me talking in that screwed up voice. And then you got, uh, you know, like Jillian, like you said, on, on Red Kool-Aid, I just wanted to add elements of, um, you know, different art and just different things that I've heard, like YouTube skits and shit like that, like mm -hmm. that just 
eight cents and it kind of set the scene for certain songs you know what i mean like um on lunch table for example uh it's like uh the dude is like uh just just get a steady beat da, 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 da. it's like it's like two kids talking and they're getting ready to get into a freestyle at the lunch table so mm, that simplicity yeah it's just like it just kind of sets the tone for what's about to come on you know what i mean and then with jill because originally red kool-aid was actually going to come before um auntie crystal and i knew that i wanted to put jill on a record because jill is like crazy talented and you know i just i knew i needed her on the album so i sent her auntie crystal um before it was finished and i was like yo i want you to make something that is gonna basically take the previous song into this song and that's why if you listen to the poem that she did if you listen to that and then you like if you were to skip over to auntie crystal it's like she described a lot of what i was talking about so it's like listen to auntie crystal and like then go into like listen it listen to auntie crystal back mm -hmm. yeah so okay. listen, listen to red kool-aid and then listen to auntie crystal okay yeah, because that that poem, man, with her, I love her. It's like she could be very subtle and very like welcoming, like you know, motherly sounding with that with her poem, but it's like it's aggression with it too. Also, like that sister soldier aggression with it. Also, I, I really love what she did. It, it, it brought up more of like you said that when you talk about with the Auntie Crystal song, like it brought up more of that, like uh I don't want to say grit, but I, I guess that's a term I'm gonna use when it comes to a lot of the a lot of our, our our elders and such, you know what I'm saying? They 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 had a lot of love, but they they also gave us a lot of, you know what I'm saying, grit too to kind of keep us, you know what I'm saying, on point out here and such, you know? And that's how I feel like her poems came out with her poems come out too, where it's like she's she expressing the love and the and the hurt that she has, but she's also trying to keep you aware also, you know. Yeah, yeah for a fact, man. She uh she really did a good job of painting a certain picture, man. And I feel like she really captured the essence of what it's like to be from the east side of Buffalo and to see and to hurt and to uh, struggle and to um, overcome and to live and just just breathe, man. You know what I mean? Like one of the illest moments of the album is when she says, from my front porch on Thatcher where my dreams manifested. Facts. Like every time I hear that line, on red kool-aid i get chills every single time because so who has we all been that we that's all of us you know what i'm saying i take thatcher whenever i go see my mom i always take the streets and i go up amherst and then i take thatcher down then i take thatcher to kensington then i mm -hmm. go down olympic and then i hit andover and mm -hmm. then the house is in the middle of like on the middle of andover so you know every time i hear that line it's like yo this is like my life right here like mm -hmm. for real like still you know what Same i mean way, bro same you know, way, man. Yeah. Shout out to my people's over there to be over there running around <laughs> on, on Thatcher, man. That's just like I said, a lot of those lines like that just it brings it home because, like, even if you're not from Buffalo, like you said, you're being on that porch and you just you see your surroundings. It's like, you know, everybody we love our city, but you know, it's like you want more for yourself, you want to see more of the world and what it's what is what it brings, what it can do for us, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's like you sit on that porch, you just have those dreams and such of what, what more can be. So when you said like that, what you saying earlier with Antwerp and then to be in Antwerp, like those are some of the things that when you just sit on your porch on Bailey or on, or on, you know what I'm saying? On, on Antwerp on Thatcher or whatever, or Andover, that's the things that we envision and such. So that's when I even think about the title 
of your album with abolished uncertainties like i think of the thing of uncertainty abolished like we're breaking through we're we're, we're we're getting we're getting past all of those things and whatever was uncertain for us in our lives and such like that we're actually touching those things we're 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 working towards those things now you know what i'm saying that's exactly. What exactly that's a fact um on the song speaking of auntie crystal um you referenced the album blue stars by pretty ricky Mm -hmm. Um, I I know he was the R and B head. He's he's the resident R and B head here. Um, so uh, no no facts. Yeah, because that's the grind with me. That's the grind with me one, right? That's the grind. With me that joint had juicy on there. It had grind with me. It had uh, what was the other joint? Uh, but no, that wasn't hotline. Oh, that was the next joint. Yeah, you yeah. talk about it's it about all them songs. Danner got played at the parties. Oh yeah, is yeah. there an is there an R&B collaboration, a dream R&B collab that you would want to lock in one day? Yeah, Jay Ski's featuring Floetry. Yep, I know. It, it, we talked about that because I was—I remember I, I thought I was like, was it Jill Scott? But I know Floetry at Marsha and Bros. It would connect somewhere. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I need, need both members. Yo, because he the, needs uh, them both. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah, bro. They really. Cause I don't know where other shorty is. She she pop up. Last time I seen her, she was in the video with uh music soul child. It's the last time I seen her. I want to say she she's been doing uh, uh gospel music, but I could be mistaken. That's why I ain't find it. That's why I ain't. Are you are you a fan of the newer R and B? Do you like the new Jack Swing? Do you like the the um like the the Chris Browns and such? Like what what do you look for in R and B? I mean, I grew up on, you know, the Monica's and Groove Theories and Mary J. Blige's. So that's what I'm most partial to, I think. Um, okay. Because that's what my mom was playing in the crib. Yeah, I, mean, so. I feel like a lot of what I hear now in R&B, and I'm not saying this disrespectfully, but <laughs> it, it all sounds the same. So. I don't really listen to it. It does. The men, the men more than the women. The women are cooking right now, cooking right now. They are, they are. Like I said, but it's 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 to a point where like like you said, most of the people, even where the women, most of start starting to sound the same too. You got to find the gems in your your music. It's such a hip hop. Same thing with R and B. It's like that's why like with we talk about what with artists like Skis, where it's like yeah, you got your you know what I'm saying. The Coles, you got the Drakes, you got the 21 Savages, all this stuff is popping right now. But people like what they like and they're gonna dig for what they like. And it's like I was watching a documentary where the dude was he was saying, like, where he wanted to he wanted Iron uh not Iron Metallica to be underground forever because it's like it kind of is a special thing when you search for your music and you find a, a great artist and they're and they're still they're fire and such, and nobody else really knows about it and such. But for me, I'm not that type of person that wants to just keep that person. Like, I will want an artist like that to flourish for to be able to be at the top spot so you can have that balance and such like that. You know what I'm saying? Because it should be no reason why a Drake can be, or, you know what I'm saying, or yeah, Drake can be successful and a Lupe Fiasco can be just as successful. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so that's a, that's the balance where you really need it right now. But it's still, though, finding those gems and in and in, in finding great artists that, may not have you know what I'm saying the millions of listeners right now if you love it love that type of music and you love what you love that's all you got to do and appreciate it you know what I'm saying you, you don't got to have to push everything you know, just love what you love and appreciate the music you got you know what I'm saying and I, I should say that to say like what's some of the music that you were listening to 
going into this album you know i know a lot of people like to you know saying get in their vibe and such like that or do you kind of like block out a lot of other music and just kind of just what is your creation process when it comes to that well i was i was making this album over like a span of like two and a half years um a lot of it was done in like 2021 um and at that time i think I wasn't really listening to anything. I, I wasn't playing any music because um, I was just so focused on like what I was trying to do. Um, so I was listening to like, you know, I, I got my favorites, right? Like I got my uh, my certain Kendricks, like, you know, my Good Kid, Mad Cities. And that was actually what I kind of based my album around, like the first version mm. of it. I wanted to make like Buffalo's Good Kid, Mad City. You know what I mean? So that's why you hear records like Out Here and you hear records like Bonneville, which I was like equating to like the backseat freestyle in Mad City. And mm. the inspiration I, for the car? Hmm? No, it wasn't the inspiration. Okay. For, um, so it, it, funny story about the car. When I was writing the song, the Bonneville I was thinking of was like the 96 joint. Or like 97, 98 joint. Not the not the newer one that had the V eight. Right. The older one. Um I know you know which one I'm talking about. But you I'm know old, I like older cars. I, I'm not really yeah. big fan of the new shits. So um, you know, those used to be in the hood crazy, you know what I mean? Heavy. And you know, when you see one of them joints, you know what I'm saying, late night, lights off pulling up, you know what time it is, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm telling you, bro. It's I mean, I feel like it used to be one like this to be matted black, bro. They used to just be riding around like Walden and Bailey. I used to be like, I'm gonna keep them walk the other way because that car right there, that's the car shady. that shot with me. Right, shady. So, um, but then what ended up happening was when we were getting ready to shoot the video, um, the director he ended up finding an old school, and it was a I want to say it was a '61. Or it was a 73. And I was like, yo, that would be perfect because, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be the one that I, I had envisioned because the old school is going to capture more people's attention. Yeah. And, that joint was cold. Yeah, that joint was crazy. And then so what ended up happening was um, he went to go because it was at Basil. It was for sale. And they wouldn't let us get it. And it was cool. Like, you know, it is what it is. And so the day before the shoot, because we had locked in another one, the day before the shoot, he hit me up and he's like, yo, we just got a 61 Bonneville. And he sends the pictures of the orange one. And I'm like, yo, bro, this is, this is meant to be. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so getting back to uh, some of the albums I was listening to, you know, like the Good Kid, Mad Cities and uh, To Pimple Butterflies. And, you know, I was listening to... Uh, um, it was written um mm. the cool and food and liquor um i was listening to just you know albums that i consider classics i can i can see it and when you say albums like that when i was talking about the storytelling earlier it makes a lot of sense now mm -hmm. i think it's like the die is like one of my favorite songs like ever yeah you said the die yeah with uh gemstones yeah bro like them going back and forth and it's just like yo it's amazing amazing mm -hmm. work crazy crazy so now i can see definitely like that's that's definitely amazing because like 
I, I like I say, that's why I said I know some artists just kind of like block everything out so they don't really have too many things influencing them. But then again, it's sometimes you like, like you say, you gotta kind of look, gotta go back to the, gotta go back to the uh, drawing board sometimes to see like, how did you, or just go to the foundation, the basics, some or how you say sometimes, you know. But it's really dope to see shit like that, man. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, I know we talked about this album, drop you dropped the album before with Conway right before this. Mm-hmm. What what was going on with that? Was this like a precursor or is this something you guys you say you already had in works? Um, we already had it done. So we actually made that album in um April of 2022. So we had just came back from uh the tour that we did over in Canada. And um man, the opportunity came around and you know, we just we put it together. I think we recorded that in like I want to say it was like 36 hours. Like we did all the songs and banged them out, and then it was supposed to drop like a few different times um, last year. And I had posted like the vibe article about it, and that was I, I don't know, I want to say that was like September or something like that of last year. But it came out at the perfect time because it kind of gave me the runway um, for people to say, you know, yeah. okay, I'm gonna check out you know the, the JG's album when when it comes out. You know what I mean? Because yeah. You know, it, it 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 was it was like the perfect setup. You know what I mean? It was like the perfect alley oop. Yeah, I thought it was on some like you know mixtape appetizer. Type you know, shit. What I'm saying? <laughs> it was <But> an appetizer. <laughs> what an appetizer, bro! Yo, you were you was going on like like I said to be able to hold your own with an like Conway is not mm. no slouch. Every no record way. too. Y'all mm-hmm. were going back and forth, and I really love y'all connection and such. I I mean, Loso, I know you had a question about a collab that you wanted to ask. Yeah. Um, you had the pain provided profit album with Conway. Is it possible down the line in the future if we could see a ladies and gents EP with Love the Genius? Oh, for sure. That, that's that's going to happen. Like one thousand nice. for sure. Like I'm here we, for that. We got a we got a record that we did together. It's called like East Side something. And me and her was going back and forth, and we was talking about like how we grew up. And that joint, that joint's so crazy, but uh, we just never put it out. I don't think we we're going to either. But man, that's that has to happen for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause love is just such an ill critter. You know what I mean? She's just she's she's different, man. Nobody's fucking. We with love her up here. We yeah. love her up here. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's fucking with love, bro. So you know, I, I I would love to do that. Um, and yeah, like you know, we're even. You know, having records where me and Conway are going back and forth every four bars, every eight bars, six bars. You know, that's I would have never guessed if you would have asked me if I would be doing that in 2020, and, you know, putting out an album <laughs> Conway in 2023, uh, where it's just me and him. There's no way I would have said I, I would have been looking at you like you're crazy. Um, but man, you know, it's not that long ago, bro. That's why it's that's really crazy. Yeah, it's crazy for sure. But man, we 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 really built that chemistry, um, and that bond, man. Just over over time, like just spending time with one another, man. Being in the studio, and uh, I think Khan, you know, he really respects my pen, and I, I have a, a the, the greatest um, respect for his pen, and just watching him craft and create, and he's just like he's the goat to me. So, you know what I'm saying? Like shout out to Khan, as I always say, because man, he he put me in a, a position that. 
you know, people would kill to be in. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. feel me? So, you know, and that's that's a testament to my dedication and, and, and uh, you know, my craft. You know what I'm saying? Um, what's your relationship with the, um, I know we just like I said, but this whole, I call it like the Griselda universe. <laughs> <laughs> with like the other side where you got like you know you got like i said we were talking about love you got shay and you got you know the trust moving over there you know shay's doing what she's doing for niagara falls and such you know you got um you know what i'm saying you got almighty what he's doing and like you know conway i mean i, I mean west side benny and you know what I'm saying with rome and what they doing like i would love to hear you and rome together oh my god oh my god yeah but like what's your relationship with the rest of the um <laughs> With the rest of the teams, um, man, I'm, I'm, man, it's, it's, it's good people, man. Everybody's good people. Um, you know, like Stove, I knew Stove from Syracuse when I stopped rapping. I used to always see him at, at the sneaker store that I worked at out there. It's, yeah, I didn't even know he was out there. Yeah, he's he's from Syracuse. Oh shit! See, I did not know that. Funny story. Um, when we pulled up on my first tour, um. Love to get you killed tour. The first show was in Atlanta. I'm walking down to the venue, and uh, it's me and DJT. We're walking up, and I see Stove. I'm like, "Oh shit, Stove was good." And he was like, "Yo, nigga." The first shit he said to me, he said, "Nigga, you was making music this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you was making music this whole time in Green Station." Yo, yo, niggas be really mad when you got talent. You <laughs> ain't tell me, dog. Like- <laughs> I'm just like, bro, I wasn't even on it when I was out there, bro. I'm like, that's crazy. I'm like, shit, we got locking now. And that was how we did the sometimes fake joint. Um, but yeah, nah, like I got a I got a record with Rome. Um mm, need that. Need that. On a future, uh, on a future project. Um, you know, Rick Hyde and Heem, those is my guys, man. Yeah. Like I, I grew up with Rick Hyde and Heem is then they're like a second cousin to me. I, I just found that out. Um, oh, shit. Yo, you really understand Buffalo gets smaller and smaller the more you know. Yeah, that's a fact. God um, damn. You know, Love Boat. I got I had Love Boat on Revolver, and it's always love when I see Love Boat, man. Mm-hmm. Benny, um, I was I was aspiring to be Benny for a long time. Like even before he was, you know, uh Benny the Butcher. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He was actually one of the people that uh that you know, Jay Villains, they was like the first people that really got me in the studio. They he was actually one of the people that Jay Villains would play for me, like, yo, nah, you need to be rapping like Benny. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm 13, Benny is probably 19 or something like that. He's older than me. And they playing his shit. Like, nah, you need to be rapping like Benny. I've been a fan ever since. So um, I told you, bro. Benny been moving for a minute, bro. Yeah. Um West Side, like, you know, I've been knowing West Side since 2012 like hitler one I, I, he gave me a hitler one cd you know what i'm saying like i i remember when i got it and i listened to it and i called esco and i'm like yo come to my house right now is somebody that you need to hear like i just got to wow. see there and this shit is crazy and that was how they got cool that's crazy. So, that's crazy talking about like i like i'm cool with everybody like it's it's, it's good vibes it's good people man like you know, um, I'm not the tightest with everybody, but mm-hmm. you know, it's it's always respect and it's always love. You know what I'm saying with everybody, and you know, hopefully at some point you'll hear me work with everybody. You just brought up Billy Esco, man. What's going on with that, man? How you guys? Uh, I mean, I know y'all, I know y'all tight and stuff like that, but 
music wise man we're gonna be able to see another uh collab of that a sequel to that last project man because that shit was hard bro yeah i mean like i don't want to say it's like it like i don't want to say it went under the radar but it's like so much stuff you were doing it was just like that shit right there that we we have to think of say stick to the ribs that one yeah. right there definitely bro y'all were cooking man and billy yeah, Esco man. is such a great on the hooks y'all both been re- you've been really cooking on the hooks lately too bro yeah, thank you bro thank you um you know Esco, man that's my brother you know what i'm saying so of course we're we're gonna cook up and we're gonna work um you know i know he's got a lot going on with like cafe and i'm doing what i'm doing you know the schedules getting filled up but you know of course like we're gonna we're gonna continue to work and uh you know god body when we dropped that we did that for wheeze you know what i'm saying rest in peace so you know that was like something that had to be done um in 2021 like we had to do that so you know we want to continue to work and continue to cook up but i think too i think uh you know the homies like they understand that you know this is like this is my time and i gotta i gotta kind of lay a foundation so that i can make a way for everybody else so they like nah shit you gotta do what you gotta do you cook up and when it's time should i be here so you know, I'm kind of taking on that role right now, just That's you know, love. putting the team on my back and just making sure, like, I'm doing what I got to do so that, you know, once that door is fully kicked open, I can just put the homies in position. That's real. That's love, bro. I ain't gonna shout out to Cafe, bro. Them hats are just fucking amazing right now. Like, I ain't gonna, you bodied the one, the, the Cafe had the, an, um symmetry video with the Malcolm X shirt. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonneville joint. Bonneville joint. Yeah. That was oh yeah, it was that okay? Yeah, I was watching a lot of videos today. But yeah, dog, yeah. that that joint went crazy with the shirt, son. It's yeah, like the crazy colors they do. And just a shout out to him, a lot of creativity, what he does, and with his own shit too, man. And I don't see him a lot, I don't really know him too well. But if you have you know what I'm saying, I just shout out to what he's doing, man. It's always really good to see, you know, what I'm saying somebody just with that diversity really pushing, you know what I'm saying? What he's pushing is just pushing art like, at the end of the day, man. I really like to see it. Um Lowe's, did you have anything? Um, knowing you from the last time you was here and just from what Ari tells me, you are one of the biggest sneakerheads in Buffalo. <laughs> like I heard out yo, there, yo, that laugh was crazy. You <laughs> yeah. one of them. You one of them. You one of the ones. Yeah. So sure. I ask you, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Top five favorite pair of J's. Just five. Just five. Aqua eights, infrared sixes. Metallic fives. Uh, you said J's, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go bread ones. And that last spot. Hmm. That last spot. I'm gonna do black and chromates. Man, he he gave you an easy answer, man. I was watching that video. The sneakers you had on wasn't no J's in that video, man. What was the Which sneakers you had on in the um? I think it was I think it was the Bonneville video. What was the sneakers you had on the Naja? It was the high tops. No, symmetry video, symmetry video. Oh, the yeah. high tops. They like I I thought they was Ricks for a second, but they ain't look like Ricks. So that was a uh, Converse and Rick Owens collab. Oh, Converse, Rick Owens. Okay, you know, so I, I'm just I got, some, I got some folks over there at Converse um, that have been kind of tapped in, and uh, they've been seeing what I've been doing. You know, Converse is owned by Nike. Right. Right. 
So you know, I've been um I've been tapping Foot in the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been tapping in with the homies over there in Converse, man, and they've been showing me a lot of love. And you know, I just been showing that love back by rocking the product in the videos and everything. So you know, don't be surprised if you see me, man, maybe with a little collab or you that's know, what I'm man. saying, bro. I've been peeping. You've been getting the little like gifts from different spots and such, man. Like, how does that feel? Like me being a sneakerhead, you know, we watch the videos of all the time. You always see that, and you're like, damn, I wish I finally be in that position. Like, how does that feel? Like being a you getting free sneakers, man. Heat at that. Man, it's crazy, man. It's something that I that I manifested. So it's like, you know, again, it's like it kind of goes back to even uh what you asked me earlier about um, you know, people calling the album album of the year. It's just like it's unbelievable, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. And I'm I'm just grateful, man, that I'm able to build these relationships and be able to um just reap the benefits of that, man. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to all the cool people, my man Rich over at Nike, um, you know, and all the cats that have been showing me so much love. Uh shout out to Byron Nunn, you know what I'm saying, over at Converse too. He's been showing me a lot of love. So, you know, it's it's dope to again just build those relationships, man, and meet different people and just see how we can connect and network and uh be beneficial to one another uh, how did the how did those um connections you know what i'm saying establish did, did it just like off the love of the videos or you just did you meet up somewhere like how did you guys um connect um i mean really it's just it's uh people hearing the music you know what i mean and just seeing what's going on and uh just being tapped in and seeing okay you know he's next to conway every time i see conway i'm seeing jay skis and they're performing together and you know, putting out music, man. Like, what's going on? I need to be tapped in with this guy because, you know, he's tapped in with one of the one of the illest, one of the biggest right now. So, you know, it's it, it was like kind of like one of those situations. And you know, people pull up, they come to shows, and you know, and just get tapped in, man. We just shake hands and and make connections. That's hard, bro. That's really fire, man. Shout out to that, bro. Um, one thing I had to ask too, man, before we um. You know, I should probably get you up out of here, bro. I don't want to keep you here too, 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 too long, man. Mm -hmm. But um, I know he asked a um question about uh one of the hip hop um R and B artists and such you would want to work with. But outside of R and B and hip hop, do you have any other um type of music that you listen to outside of hip hop and R and B? And any inspirations or artists you would want to work with? Um, I would love to work with the Gorillas. Oh, now we potting. I mean, I got a great love for for, uh, for work with you know nerd. I think that would be a crazy collab. Come on. Um, who else off top? Off top, off top, off top. Um, man, it's it's a lot of different artists, man, that that do a lot of different things. You know what I mean? I see myself working with some other poets. Um, putting some different things together. I would say if you never next time you're in the city, man, check out. You ever been to one of the Wordism events? Never. I would say check out them joints, man. Some uh really dope joints. They do them uh different spots. Sometimes they do them on Allen. Sometimes they do them at the Heights joints. It's a dope event. You could probably um definitely see some real great poetry, spoken words. Sometimes some music there too, man. Really, really dope spot. Um, but yeah, continue, man. I just want to let you know another spot if you oh, want yeah. to get more poetry. Appreciate it, man. But um, George Clinton, that would be like a dope collab, you know what I'm yep. saying? Um, Thundercat, you know what I'm saying, to get on something with him. Um, 
I like Daniel Caesar a lot too. I know he's more R and B, but hey. I really like Caesar. Um, yeah, I like his vibes. Yeah, like Lucky Day. I like him. That's see, this the R and B that's 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 that R and B that's heavy right now. Right, right. Um, if I was to ever hear like the internet get back together, I don't know if they've been cooking, but that would be crazy. You know, what I'm You're saying? not alone, skis. We all we all like, waiting, bro. You know what I'm saying? Sid cooking dolo. She good. Yeah, she cooking dolo, man. Yeah, um, you know, Steve is Grammy, Grammy Steve. Now, it's gonna be a while, but we we waiting, bro. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of different people, man. I would love to just get tapped in with man and and, and cook up and work with um, you know what I'm saying? Masego. I would love to work with him. Ooh, wow. That's so oh, you get the infamous saxophone on the on the on the record, bro. You know it's up. You know it's up. Percent, but yeah, those are some of the some of the different cats that I would like to kind of tap in with, man, and you know, make something great. Um, are you just you know saying soaking it in with this album right now, or are you kind of like now that it's out and it's, it's people are receiving it? Are you kind of like working on something else? You know, what I'm saying now, or are you just you know what I'm saying soaking it in for now? I'm getting ready for. Are you touring or anything for this? No, we uh, we're pushing the album. Um, I, I I finished the album before this album was already out. So I got a whole nother album that's already done. Um, so, and then, you know, I'm cooking up, I'm working um, already. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to get on my DMX this year, you know what I'm oh. You know what I mean? And just keep the pressure applied and keep, keep going. You know what I mean? But we'll see what happens. We'll see what God got in the cars for us and just go from there. But, um, you know, I, I can't really give away too much, but, we are gonna be, you know, touring and uh, moving around real soon. So, nah, I definitely would love to hear hear this album okay. live, man. <clears throat> gotta get gotta get the band, man, with this joint, son. This joint is gonna sound amazing. Bonneville live is gonna sound crazy. And that revolver, I just want to tell you that revolver intro, bro. I know, I forgot to bring that up. That was a heavy intro, man. Shout out to that joint too, bro. Yeah, man, that, that joint was crazy. I, I was on Twitter talking about um, why I was rapping with so much passion on that joint. Yeah. Um, so we were at the studio. It was uh, me and Weez, and I think uh, maybe DJT was there. And uh, Weez would come to all my sessions. And because he worked right down the street, worked for the sewer authority. And when he would be on his way home, he would always have to pass the studio anyway. So he pulled up one day and I was recording that joint. And I think I did like eight takes and I didn't like any of them. And I finally did one and I liked it. But I wasn't, it wasn't the one that you heard. And so I'm rapping and I'm rapping and I'm rapping it. And, uh, you know, we, we finished up the session and we was like, yo, it's good, but it wasn't what he needed. It was like, he was like, you rapping your ass off, but I don't believe you. And I was like, what you mean? Like, bro, he was like, he was like, I want to hear you rap it to a point where you can't eat. Like, it don't even, I don't want to hear you breathe. <laughs> I was like, nigga, whatever, nigga. I'm like. Listen to it later with a fresh set of ears and tell me what you think. And so I hit him. I'm like, what you think, bro? He was like, nigga, same shit. So I went back to the studio and that's what that's what you heard. And uh it was just like, man, like he was like, yo, I just want you to rap like you like this is your last time rapping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you mm -hmm. make another song. 
It's that hunger. That yeah, was, he's talking like that Kendrick, that uh, Heart Part Two, like when it was just like mm -hmm. that. Like, yeah, I I yeah. get it. Like you just yeah. let everything, all that energy, whatever been on your back for whatever years, let that out on that record, man. Yeah, that's, that's that's what you call production. Like, it translates well. Producing. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, it wasn't even so much what i was saying it was like how i was saying it he was like i just don't believe you <laughs> like you know what i mean i'm just like yo what you mean like you're like no nah, it's not what you're saying it's how you saying it i need to i need to believe you this is your intro he was like nigga it's gonna be millions of people who hear this shit eventually like they gotta believe you it mm -hmm. can't be just you just being too cool nigga he was like niggas gotta believe you when they hear this shit this intro to your album to your first album make niggas believe you do you feel like that you were you were being you're playing too cool with your um with your with your rhymes or just your your I guess your attitude about things? I mean, you always been a real chill dude, you know what I'm saying? That's just that's just uh my my uh my demeanor. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a real laid back cat. I'm just real super chill. Um but I think with the album, I wanted to show everybody everything I could do. Like it didn't matter if like on the journal on mine right I can't really sing, but I wanted to, I wanted to do it. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to just show that I could do that shit. You know what I mean? I wanted to get on Bonneville and, you know, really talk aggressively and talk um, passionately about the area of the city that I grew up in and, you know, speak, speak freely about that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't really, whereas like other albums and projects I put together, I'm more so was just like on some, I'm just doing doing whatever fuck like uh, that I want to do, but this album I was like, yo, this is my debut. Like, this is gonna be where if people hear it, they're gonna be like, okay, if I go to this song, I need skis to do this on this song for me, or I need to, I need to hear this skis on this song. Like, so you can go to the Bonneville joint and be like, yo, skis, like Kendrick needs you on this record, and he wants you to come with that Bonneville energy, or you know, Meek Mill heard you on the Out Here record with Freeway, and he wants you to have the Out Here energy on this on this record, or uh, Black Thought heard the Red Kool Aid record, and he wants you to have the Red Kool Aid energy on this record. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's amazing, though. That's 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 what really great to hear, bro. I mean, yo, I think we are. All good with that, man. We 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 feel like we got enough. We can um ask you for the day for the time being, at least, man. But man, once again, you know, man, thank you again for coming up, man. Like I said, bro, it's always love when you come up here. It's always dope to talk about, you know, what I'm saying some city shit and some music shit with you, bro, and some fashion shit too, bro. But man, <laughs> once again, it's always best endeavors on what you got going forward to the next man, you know, from me to you, bro. You know what I'm saying? From him too, like. You know what I'm saying? All all the wishes, bro. Cause like I said, it's really, really amazing to see what you're doing. Like we've just been talking about all this time, bro, to see where you're going from your porch to where you at now. It's amazing to see, man. And we want to see you continue to elevate and reach that status that you want to reach, man. And you know what I'm saying? Make the people, make the people that you know what I'm saying, make the people proud, man. For real, for real. Man, I really appreciate y'all, man. Y'all keep doing y'all thing as well, man. Like, this platform is dope. I love, you know, coming on here and talking to y'all and having these conversations, man, for real, because y'all go so in-depth, you know what I mean? So, it's dope, man. Salute again, man. Thank you for having me, and, you know, I'm sure we'll talk again in the future for sure. Most definitely, Skis, bro. Thanks. 
All right, man. We see you on the next one, Brody. Be out. Peace and love, y'all. Peace, God. Yo, man, that was, that, was a, dope. that was a good interview, man. Not even an interview, just great conversation, dope. man. That dude is so humble, so, you know what I'm saying? Really, 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 really good intellect with him, man. You know what I'm saying? I really like his passion, but what he has, man. Like I said, he really is a chill dude, but like you said, sometimes you got to break out of that shell to really be what you want, you know? Make them believe you. That's yeah, I like that, man. Make them believe I like that quote. Make them mm-hmm. believe you. But man, talking about making somebody believe. Let's get oh, into WrestleMania, man. Believe that. Boy, did we. Believe that. Believe what that. You see how it comes around? Yo, because that was niggas was selling, bro. Finished the story. I was believing in the story. Believe that. <laughs> My nigga. Yo, man. WrestleMania was crazy, bro. I mean, Let's start, we start off with the you want to start off with the top top of night one. Yeah, let's let's start with the hottest part, man. Let's let's talk about the main event of night two first, bro. For real, for real, because that shit was crazy, dog. What a match! What anxiety! I I felt they, they, <laughs> they had me at the edge of my seat, bro. Me and Frank, I told you, it's... like it was crazy, bro. But. That's the things I love about wrestling. You know, they take you through that roller coaster for the people that feel like there's one person going to win, this other person going to win. And at the end of the day, none of us know we're real for real. And they have those really little moments where you just like, hey, yo. Yo, when he hit him, was it the, um, not the, you know, he missed the disaster kick. There was a part where he kicked out, Roman kicked out, I swear to God, at 2.99999. Yes. The no, hand right. was right there. I was like, the same way for Cody, too. Fam. Shout like, out Michael just, Cole selling yeah. the false finishes. He was wilding all weekend. If you didn't know, Roman Reigns, as it says in the title right here, Roman Reigns defeated Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania in the main event. Got to acknowledge the man. Oh man, people were surprised, man. The fans, I mean, yeah, people that were room for Roman, people room for Cody, whatever, whatever. But them fans, they definitely got them uh shots of people sitting there like, Hey, yo, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> yo, niggas was mad. There's a video of a nigga flipping out. And there you had, you know what I'm saying? Cody and Roman going at it. You know what I'm saying? Cody's getting the best of them. Roman's getting parts in, but Solo Sakota, Solo Sakota kept being an interference in the match, hitting him with the chair in the leg, the the weight belt to the back, like just doing mad shit to the point he got ejected in the, out of the match. Then the match got really good after that. You know what I'm saying? They were going mm-hmm. back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Cody. You know what I'm saying? Break. I mean, what is it called? Kicking out of uh. Oh, the, he got out of the fucking the clutch too. Clutch, yo, the yeah, he used a sweat like Crisco. Ooh. He took that nasty um Superman punch off the off the uh springboard. That was that was one of my favorite um Superman punches because he connected. Yeah, the disaster he, kick into the Superman. Yeah, punch. Roman connected so clean. Like I said, great back and forth into that, and then they got to that final sequence, and then we seen you know what I'm saying the Usos come out to help. After the um, referee got knocked out, after Cody kicked them, Usos came out to help. 
they did their thing. Then the uh, Raw, well, the Undisputed Tag Team Champions, Cody, I mean, what's his name? KO and Sammy came out to help. They got they, you know what I'm saying, one, two on Roman, they little revenge. And we thought it was up after that. Right. But he kicked out. He kicked out as soon as the ref came through. That that's was when I knew he was going to win. Mm-hmm. But that's when I knew Roman was, was going to win. One. But then it was like the last couple moments where I was like, I don't know still. But he kicked out of that. Solo Sokoa came out after Heyman um, tried to get his distraction in and hit Cody with that Samoan spike. And we had, you know what I'm saying, Roman finished the job. Not finish the story, finish the job. For the one, two, three. And Roman retains as your undisputed Yo. universal champion. Son, that was wild. It's his first classic. I, I I feel like Cody gave him his first Mania classic. or like in general. Mania. Mm-hmm. You you can count you can count the two three. Out of, you take Seth out of thirty one. Yeah, it don't hit. It don't hit. Right. And that was a solid match. It wasn't like a a, a it wasn't like this. Brock and like Roman wasn't was first Brock and Roman joint was a solid match. It's just Seth took it to another level. But obviously, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, this was a really, really good match, man. Really good match. I wasn't at first. I wanted to be no like just one on one, but the interferences took the heights. You know what I'm saying? Heighten it up a little bit more. What did you think was gonna happen? Like, what what did you pre- like? Because this, not a lot of people thought Roman was gonna win. What did you think the outcome of this match was gonna be? Like, I thought Cody was gonna win, man. That's what I've been. But how? How? Oh, oh I mean. They kind of did what I figured with Solo, but um, I figured he would probably just like Roman. They probably just feel like he didn't need him. You know what I'm saying? With Cody kind of like, kind of like having like putting that seed there um, early in their little um, promos. But given what happened on Friday night of SmackDown, the Go Home Show, it makes sense. Was that the Go Home Show? Wait, you what talking you about when Cody? When Cody? Now he wrestled them on Monday. He wrestled them last Monday. Well, the both go home. It was the month it was the Monday go home show. Yeah, he and wrestled them on Monday. On and the You're Not Ready shit on yep. Friday. And Solo took that to heart. What what's the Michael Jordan joint where he be like, and I took that personally. I took that personally. Nigga was saying that shit at Wale Mania. He was like, Am I ready? Make some noise. I'm like, nigga. The Usos was cooking on Wale Mania. No, Wale Mania looked like it was really dope. Shout out to the whole weekend, bro. Talking, we were getting, I'll get into that in a little, little bit. And was, I can get shots at that in a bit, but yeah, man. I mean, in I mean, we could talk about uh, that one main event that we can go into the you know what I'm saying bits of the car real quick. Yeah. But um, how did you feel about the the tag match, man? Because that shit, was cinema, fucking yo, word, bro, cinema. cinema. Like it had everything. It had drama, comedy, action. It had, bro, the look that Sammy gives Jay before he delivers the third one. That that like yo, like nigga, I got you, I got you, nigga. You, you ain't got nowhere to go. And it's he, so crap. it was so crazy when um when what's his name, Jay hit uh Sammy with the haluba kick. And then he had him hit him with the little cold, cold yeah. him into the chest. He like, held him up, yeah. And then Sammy hit him right back with it, like, oh, 
amazing work, bro. Amazing work. I don't think I've seen the crowd that hot for a match in quite a while. Because everybody wrong, tell me, but I don't think as far as mania, I've n I haven't seen it in years. Years. They want to say KO, Sammy Mania. Jay Uso was right. This was bloodline mania. Because everybody was okay. invested in stories that 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 branch off from the bloodline. And they were yeah, both main events. That's why everybody was so invested. Sorry, I was eating a piece of candy. But um Ooh, a piece of candy. <laughs> Ooh, a piece of candy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dog, like I can I, I can feel Jay on that one, bro. But um yeah, man, that tag match, bro. So, so, so amazing. Just hearing the crowd when Sammy came out, bro, they were elated. It was hot, bro. They were hot when KO came out. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> just went. And the thing is, I think it's so dope is that, you know, like I said, KO got two main events of Mania two years in a row. But this year is a little different where it's like first half of 2021, I mean, 2022, that was kind of like KO's year. You know what I'm saying? He came back. He was he was moving and grooving. We thought like, yo, KO might be on that on that verge. It was off TV for a little bit. Then the Sammy situation started happening for that summer on, and it was just been crazy. And then Kevin found a way to like, you know what I'm saying, get back into the storyline and look where they back, you know, and look where they at now. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's like he's not want to say route rode the coattails or anything because he held his own. But it's like this was like Sammy took it to that next level where this is mania worthy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the KO, story was Sammy. To, it to make it yeah. like still everything in. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's like, that's why I just love their connection. Cause like they don't outshine. They, they, they won't make it seem like one is outshining the other. You know what I'm saying? They, they it, like when it's KO's time, Sammy supporting. When it's Sammy's time, I've seen now KO supporting. They got years. You know they got years together. Right. But you know, it's always been looks like where KO is always the, the guy, the you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But in this moment, he's like, "Yo, nah, I'm, I'm right with my guy." You know what I'm saying? And that's why I really love the press conference, like Sammy and they shout out to them, shouting out, you know what I'm saying? They old stomping grounds, PWG, Dragon Gate, even you know what I'm saying, giving love to you know what I'm saying, Jay and Mark Briscoe, you know what I'm saying? Classy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Classy, classy, really, really dope shit, man. Just to see where they went from then to now. Like I said, same shit we were just talking with skis, bro. Just like being where you are from your stomping grounds to where you are today. You know what I'm saying, and and getting the successes of the things you you want, especially when you when you're doing it with your peoples, that 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 makes it even sweeter. You know what I'm saying, when you're doing it with the people, yeah. you, the people you love. You know what I'm saying. So that's really makes it even more amazing to see. I mean, shout out to Kevin Owens and Sammy, man. Like they even got busy right after on a Monday night, huh? On the Monday Raw, after, Raw after Mania with the Street Profits. So they not about to be on this like no rust. And yeah, they they ain't on this like little. This little, you know what I'm saying, buddy, buddy, you know what I'm saying, honeymoon shit. Now they about to get right to it. Um, yeah, but like I said, once we win amazing matches. Shout out to the Usos, man. The, your, their reign was unmatched, man. Like that's one you definitely set in the bar. Six twenty-two. Yeah, setting the bar. Every match they have, man, put their hundred percent energy in, man. Jey Uso, you know what I'm saying, and Jimmy. When they get together once mm -hmm. again, they show why they're the best tag team in WWE right now. You know. So, like I said, shout out to them, man. Real talk. You'd be hard pressed to find a better team. I can't argue that. I cannot argue that. You might be right. Especially at the level they're going. Right. But I was hoping to see if this hopefully frees them up to be see them go against some other teams now. I want to see them go against the Imperiums and the, 
You know what I'm saying? The fucking everyone wants to when you see go against uh Drew and, and uh Sheamus if they get back together, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, the brutes. Yeah, I would love to see that shit. But anyways, man, um let's talk about the other matches on this on um let's start with night one, bro. Um one of my favorite matches on that on that night one card outside of the uh main event, bro. Rhea and Charlotte, bro. Oh my god, bro, those women put on and man. I say it, I say it, but the people are already saying it too, bro. Might be the best women's match of might be best women's match in WWE history and or WrestleMania. I go WrestleMania. What you, what's your favorite um, women's match? Not trying actually, to not trying, not trying to debate it. Actually, no, you might be right because I was gonna say I was gonna say Bianca Sasha at a uh, thirty-seven. I um, think the moment. Was super happy. It was still right. It still adds to a lot. It still was a great I match. I can't think of any. I mean, you could say Sasha Bailey held a cell. Man, mm. this, this was a clinic, man. This was, and just the way it finished too. Like just her, like shout out to Charlotte. She could sell dirt to a fucking vacuum, my nigga. She need the rest of the blow up doll. Shout out the blow up doll. Yoshihiko or something like that, but shout out to him or her or whoever. <laughs> Yo, if you can wrestle with that motherfucker, you one of the best sellers that I've ever seen. I'm telling you, because like it looked like she made Rhea look like a monster with how she was selling. Just the way she landed on the top on the top of the, the post, and just she just like mm -hmm. fam, mm -hmm. beautifully, beautifully done. Yeah, man, Rhea would and Rhea, man, Charlotte, bro, like they. It was especially with Charlotte. I know it's always easy to hate on her, but it's so easy to com compliment her when you see her in her in her element like this too, bro. When the lights are bright, bro, she mania. She puts they ain't ever on, too dude. bright for her. They ain't ever like, too bright for her. Like son, like she reminded me, like because she been she been off TV for a while now, but she reminded me why she is. Like still top dog in in WWE, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, like Bianca's still my girl, bro. But when I see Charlotte, like, like it reminds me why they why they do the things they do with her sometimes. Outside of white privilege, but <laughs> and nepotism. Yeah, but dog. I mean, she's chilled out for a little while, but dog, she's a fucking amazing athlete, dude. Amazing wrestler. That moonsault always clean. It's always so clean. clean, man. Like so clean, dude. Like that rip tie from the top rope, man. Rhea, Rhea was going in. Only thing I hate about Rhea's moveset is that like reverse clover leaf because it's just like so stupid. <laughs> her Germans, her Germans were on point. Last oh yeah, week. everything else was on her, point. She made it look like it hurt. That's that's the thing. But you got to credit Charlotte too because Charlotte, she she's giving she's painting that picture, bro. Like. It's a team effort with that. I, you know what, man? I had a different match of the of the weekend, but the, the more we talk about this match, the more I'm remembering. Like, yo, this, this is up here. Like, I'm gonna have to go this, back because there's some. Uh, I I can. I'm gonna list some of my favorite matches of the weekend, but this might be one of them. Like, it might be top three, top two, maybe. Especially all that car, on the mania card. This is. Like, like I said, bar for bar, bell to bell, as they would say. 
This was a barn burner, bro. It was a banger. Banger. Like, real shit. Real shit, man. Shout out to uh Rhea, man. Getting the W, bro. Becoming the first ever, and I think the only one to ever do this. She's like a super grand slam champion. Under 20. She's 26, by the way. Dog. UK women's champion, women's tag titles. I think she got the um NXT title. NXT women's title. Yep. She got the Raw and SmackDown jump, bro. Like Yo, all at the age of 26. She could do it again if she wanted I'll to. Tell you, bro. I don't think nobody's ever gonna touch that. Bro, like, and what did I say? What did I say in the predictions? Judgment Day. Look at how it turned out. They needed this W. Unless <laughs> Charlie be petty and go to NXT Europe whenever they start NXT Europe and take their women's title. Shit. That's the yeah. only way I see somebody catching it, bro. Like, I swear to God. Son, it would be Charlotte to do it. You know, she did with NXT. She, I, that she took off of Aria. But, man, dog, I'm, I'm happy to see, like, I mean, hopefully, I ain't gonna lie. When I see a match like this, bro, it's like, You'd be like, all right, I, they could chill for a little bit. But, oh, man. Damn, I can't wait to see them in the ring again together. Maybe Rhea pulled up on somebody again. tonight. I won't tell you who she pulled up on, but she pulled up on somebody tonight. It's my girl. Which one? B. She did. Yeah, they had the little champion versus champion. Finally. Showdown. Didn't did I, did I tell you that shit? They're going to unify them. I don't think they're gonna unify them. They're gonna have one women's champion and one men's champion, I think, like they have right now. I'm telling you, bro, unless these motherfuckers, like, unless they lose that Fox deal, I don't think they're splitting them titles. That Fox deal don't go nowhere soon because they you seen the list of people that Fox don't want on SmackDown. It wasn't that bad. Carrying cross must not that be must not be that appealing. That's crazy. That's crazy. But anyways, um, speaking of bangers, man, let's talk about it, man. Sheamus, Gunther, Drew, banger after banger. Like Sheamus, the the it's it's got to be taught. Like the dude really is living the name heavy, bro. Like, bro, I'm trying to find like the, the thing of raw meat so I can show you what his chest looked like. Him, Drew. And Gunther, bruh, you would have thought somebody was. Never mind. But you see, it was Seamus because he's he's like he's like the color like white line paper, bruh. But just the sound was crazy. Drew chops ain't light, bro. The Gunther joints, he open hands. He had, but Drew giving up fifty two. But that's what I'm saying. Them going back and forth with that spot was. It reminded me when Suzuki and uh, Samoa Joe did that, bro. And it was just like for like two minutes. They were just like chopping each other. Shout out Abyss. Abyss was yeah. the producer. Yeah, Abyss cooked for that one, man. That was a, a, a Haas heavy match. And them dudes took it to the max, man. Everybody did what everybody's like was supposed to do in that match. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody did that got their shit off, you know, perfectly. Yeah, it was it was a, a quintessential big man match. Like I don't think I was surprised with the win, though, to keep it tall. Like, I would have I, I loved to see Sheamus get the win, but I ain't going to hold you, bro. Like, Gunther, 
it's just it's too, he just it's just too hot right now, bro. It's like he he got it right now, you know. Yeah, I think he's breaking that IC record too. I think why not let him let him have that? He's a star. You know, get you wanna... Honky Tonk man, the fuck out of here, bro. He already beat Honky Tonk. No, nah, Honky Tonk is nine hundred, bro. Nine hundred? It's like it's up there. <sighs> yeah, he need to keep that. He need to keep that for bro. Unless Brock beat him for it, but nah, Brock out here on this Hollywood blonde shit with Cody. Oh, you saw that? Yeah, I see the business people. I thought that was funny, like a little weird version of the Hollywood blondes. Anyway, they was in LA, so it was funny. But anyways, um, dog, uh, yeah, them dudes, like I said, man, they did everything everybody expected for that match, and they delivered amazingly, bro. Like I said, man, I'm I'm, I'm very interested to see what's next for Gunther. I think the sky is the limit for that dude, man. Especially what he did at Mania, man. To see where that dude's come from and where he's at delivering on Mania like that, man. He is the ceiling is so high for that dude. Yo, and like they they have high hopes for him. Um, he was number two. He's a runner up in the Royal Rumble, bro. From the weight loss to the Rumble to Mania, like has not been pinned at all. Like he's money right now, bro. He is money. He is super money, bro. Um, uh, staying on night one, bro. Um, Logan Paul, Seth Rollins, man. How did you feel about that match, bro? I know you had a lot. Of, you had a lot of things you 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 was feeling about it before, but how you feel about it after? I still feel the same. Listen, man. I spoke with shout out Mitch. Shout out Mitch. All Mark's pod. Out to the bro. Me, me and him, me and him was chatting it up, and and he gave me his top matches. Um, and I gave him his time. I gave him my top matches, and he was like, "Yo, you ain't like you ain't like Logan Paul and and Seth." And I'm like, "Nah, bro. Like Logan Paul don't do nothing to me. I mean, he's still a good worker, right? But in the back of my mind, I always have that he's not from the shit. He's not from the shit, and I'm gonna always have that like." You better get ready because most of the motherfuckers that they about to start hiring is not from this shit. <laughs> Shout out to WWE Endeavor. They were just saying in the press conference they did LA trials at UCLA. Like, like it's fucked up because I, I fought, I'm, I'm faulting him for that because he, he can't control that. He, that's where he come from. But you not from the shit. You, I ain't see you break your balls in the indie circuit. I ain't see you go through NXT. I All didn't right, see you. Trials. I'm sorry, but I, I, I gotta be a gatekeeper. I, say, I have to. I was made for the WWE. <laughs> I have to gatekeep, bro. When this nigga's like this, I gotta gatekeep. Gatekeep isn't as good uh, sometimes. Yeah. I feel you, but if they not, it's like I said, man. As long as you showing you you can work, bro, and you you actually passionate about the actual work in the ring, you know what I'm saying? If you could be a good character, that's all up to you. But being a good worker in the ring, that's what I really, really care about. You know what I'm saying? Because you have motherfuckers coming here that's unsafe as a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? That's what we don't. And he's not showing that. He already tore ACO. I mean, that's, what he, that's that's on his own. I'm talking about at least for the other workers. You know what I'm saying? And I think with him and Seth, they had a, they had a solid match, bro. It wasn't like the like super, super slave. But they had a, I mean, I love the KSI spot. I thought that was really dope. That was um, funny. That was funny. I did. Yeah, I thought that was a really dope spot. 
You know what I'm saying? I love the timing of it also. It was really good timing. Yeah. Um, Shout out to them. Hey, man, okay, yeah. It's outside of that, man. Like I said, I thought was, I thought they delivered what they what they was expected to deliver. Like I said, we know Logan is not like the not the best wrestler in the world, but he's still a very athletic dude. Seth is one of the best in the world. They gave us a good solid match. It wasn't. It didn't put me to sleep. It's something I can rewatch. You know what I'm saying? It was entertaining at points. Like I liked it. Right on, right on, right on, my brother. Yeah. Say, though, man, shout out to Logan Paul and KSI for getting a WrestleMania back. These niggas know how to get a bag, son, together. For real, for me and Cole talking that. about that. Like, they definitely can get it back together, son. That's really dope, son. Um, he even called out KSI, called out Bobby Lashley later that night. I was like, uh. biting off more than he could chew there. Yeah, but hey, man, get to it, bro. If you can find you a little, a little spot in this little WWE shit with your mans, bro. Hey, man, get to it, bro. I ain't mad at it. Jesus, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I get my texts on my laptop, so this is funny. But anyways, um, what I say, man, um, but yeah, man, that was a really dope match, man. Um, what else do we have on night one, bro? Ray and Dom, Ray, Ray and, and Dom, Dom. Ray. best entrances of Mania. Yeah, Edge, I, I gotta give Edge uh, some love too. Now, Edge, but those two were the best. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, he had Snooper with, with, with nothing but a G. And then here with the Eddie with the Eddie um tribute, like it was beautiful, bro. It Come was on, man. It was beautiful. Even the great Muda mask was hard. He said he been had that joint. He wanted to wear more like um because it, it, it I like guess Captain it's easier Falcon. for them. It looked like Captain Falcon mask. It like a helmet. The one he wore on night two to the whole thing. It like a helmet. I'd have been like, "Hey, yo, bro, take that off. Take that shit off. Nah. You gonna wear my thing? Are you gonna rock my mask while I'm right here, bro? Take that shit off. What is wrong? Muda shit look weird too, kind of. That's his shit though. Muda is a that's weird that's nigga. His shit. Don't be like me, nigga. I, I I respect the little homage in the match, nigga. But don't be standing next to me wearing my shit. Muda did that. So that day, like, nigga, somebody, don't, somebody don't know. They be like, "Why do you still just wear the same mask?" Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I'm just saying, bro. Yeah. I'm just saying. But shout out to Ray. His Hall of Fame mask was ill, bro. Ill. That shit was fire. But um, Hall of Fame was cool, man. I had my reservations about it, but it was okay. It, I, I, it was like the last one. I cried for Queen Shamel. I didn't cry for nobody this one. Ray Do you though, agree? I, I really did like Ray's speech, though. Ray's speech. Do you agree with my life. take? Well, what? About there not being a real headliner? No, Ray was the headliner. I didn't. I mean, I agree with you going into. I didn't. I didn't feel like it, but when I see, it, I, I, Ray was the headliner. I guess. I guess. I ain't gonna lie though. Yeah, but now his joint with talking about his wife though. That was really, really beautiful. Really beautiful. Dom walking out. All of that really. Everything with that was amazing. Amazing work, bro. And shout out to Conan, bro. Like, that's how you talk about your homie, bro. When I go in the grave, I want y'all to talk about me like that. Likewise. Son, I'm telling you, because he, like, the passion he had, the ones knowing that, that he's real, but still, like, he, like, man, that was, that was, that was amazing. Way better than Ric Flair shit. Ric Flair just had me crying laughing. I'm like, when is he going to talk about Buddha? 
Maybe he's confusing all of these guys from Muda and he don't know what uh, he don't say Muda? Muda was his name? Oh. I'll tell you, son. But they said they was pissed off about that. But anyways. Um, <gasps> but yeah. Son. Yikes. You know, they, Ric Flair always doing something to piss the niggas off. But but anyways, Yikes. man. Um, back to Mania, man. Um, the Ray and Dom, dude. Great match, man. Great storytelling. Like, everything I figured I was going to get out the match, man. But I was not expecting Dom to get an ass whooping. And I ain't talking about with the fisticuffs. He got a belt ass whooping like he should have been got. You know what I'm saying? White people in the crowd was probably like, oh, my God. What is what is going on? Is this a strap? DCF. Is this a strap match now? No, nigga. He getting that ass whooped. A yappa pie strap match? I don't know what that means. Remember in WCW when Hulk Hogan no, had the strap match? No, 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 no. no. You need to go on a WCW deep dive. No, I do not. Yes, you be, do. I'm going to be laughing more than I'm entertained. Especially that era that, like, shout out, you know what I mean, our brother Dustin. Like, he told me what to watch. 98 to 2000. Oh, I was That's watching during that time. Hell no. You remember the Yappa Pie strap match? That was probably one of the times I turned over to WWF. God, they, they won the war. That was when they was winning. Yeah, that's when I switched the channel. That's when you. Let me keep it tall, brother. Hit last real quick. I was impressed with Dom. Um, his in-ring work has gotten better. His heat, like he is getting immense heat. When he walked out with the cops and he took the mask off, like he has nuclear heat i love it i that love it it was hard came out with the uh with the halloween mask on halloween have it 97. bro he bodied that shit, son that's what's up when you really take your story and your character and bring it to like bring it to that maximum at mania which i feel a lot of wrestlers did not do no Roman with like the fucking mania, didn't feel like mania at a lot of times only certain people made it feel like mania a lot of people was making it feel like backlash. WrestleMania backlash. Thank God they don't call that that no more. But yeah, son. Um, but yeah, Ray and Dom, amazing match, man. Uh, I feel like the story's not over, man, because we got the Bad Bunny in, in, interference. We know he's going to be a big part of the business. Nah, man. Business. nah, man. All of the, you know what I'm saying, Hispanics and Latinos is rolling for Ray, man. They understand that Dom need to get his shit checked. Ray need to retire and Dom need to put him in the retirement home. Ray say, I can like, he like, yo, I'm, I got put in the Hall of Fame, but I ain't going nowhere no time soon. He did the Ric Flair. I'll never retire. Man, I mean, never. He, he, I mean, he, he still got a little left in the tank. I just want to say that he still got some stuff left in the tank. He can he's go. Got, hopefully, he got that energy he has at the tail end of this feud. Stop being so passive. Yeah, man. Because to just get here, it took a lot. Took a lot, bro. I was. I've never rooted for Ray this much. I was rooting for Dom a lot too, because Dom was cooking. Yeah, I was rooting for Dom the whole time. And it was probably when after Ray had brought the belt, I was like, "Oh no, this is the Ray I need to see." Nigga, I'm telling you, I had a flashback. I had to go. <laughs> Like, how many times do you see the the turnbuckle spot turn into a a belt whooping? Like, yo, nah, son, this never love wrestling so much, bro. I love those be the moments where I'd be like, where do you watch this? This because like this, (laughs) 
Um, Cena theory set it off. Okay, okay, nothing really to rave about. I it mean, was meh. It was meh. I think the low blow. I feel like I feel. I feel like we're gonna get a sequel of this match going somewhere down the line. You think so? Yeah, I think the low blow. Cause I mean, why not beat him clean? Uh, yeah, that's that's that, that's for. I mean, it's Cena though. You know that nigga still got an ego. He can't beat me clean. Like you know, that's the thing with Cena. You let most niggas beat him clean. Did did Roman beat him clean? Mm. At SummerSlam. Yeah. I think he might have. I think he might have. I think AJ beat him clean. AJ beat him clean. AJ beat him clean once. Two, once, yeah, once. Cause yeah, at, money in the bank was different. Yeah. I mean, he does let you get a clean one. I feel like mm-hmm. it might. I mean, if it isn't, I'm not. I'm not mad either, though. Yeah, I'm not gonna be mad. But um, yeah, it wasn't nothing too too crazy, though. I mean, it's. I'm big on WWE. I mean, on WrestleMania having good openers, or maybe I'm spoiled because what they've been giving me good ones. That one was not. Mm-hmm. wasn't a good opener. Um, the men's tag team um, showcase was a that should have opened the show. Now that should have opened the show. Them dudes was good. They knew what time it was. They knew like yo, we know ain't shit really shaking right now. Let's make a moment so so shit can get shaken some way somehow. Chad Gable is Exhibit A every time. Angela that, Dawkins, nah, bro. That rolling German on Braun oh, was crazy, bro. That's power, insane. That's and then power. they said with Dawkins cleaning uh Braun's dishes, bro. Oh, fuck. cleaning his dishes, cleaning my man's dishes, bro. You don't say clean his clock if you never heard the term, man. You just it's, it's from where the shirt you're wearing. Uh, Oh, okay. So, nigga did his dishes. I went to school here. Did you, did you know that? When I, first, when I first heard it, I asked the dude, I was like, so what if he has a dishwasher? <laughs> what if he, the dishwasher? Since done. Yeah, I used to be asking hood niggas the dumbest questions. I swear to God. <laughs> they look at you like. <laughs> Yo. Shout out to that nigga, though. He was cool, though. He was funny as hell. But anyways, though, son, yeah. He actually funny. That dude really used to, That dude looks a lot like Gunpowder Pack. I wonder if that is him. It's probably not. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> they look really funny. But anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, dog. Dawkins cooked them, bro. That was a really dope moment. Because you know how we feel about Dawkins up here, bro. Like, it's like, yo, that moments like that is like, yo, my nigga, son. Show him you are worthy. Don't be the Janetti. Don't be the Janetti. Do not be Janetti. Never. But no, nah, so that <laughs> shit was fucking amazing, bro. I was happy the Street Profits got the W. I mean, as they should, man. They need to get back moving and shaking. I mean, especially when these titles, whenever they get split or whatever, or whenever they don't or whatnot, but they need to get back in the, in the main event title picture of the tag title division for real for real because mm-hmm. it needs it you know what i'm saying them dudes are always delivering you know what i'm saying um shout out to the viking raiders too man i, I actually like their entrance they actually had one of the entrances i did like you know what i'm saying oh, yeah that shit is hard to me i ain't gonna lie i like i like that shit and they always give it up filthy in the match too um but uh was that it for night one um yeah yeah and night one was kind of yeah, one was, was great that was, that was the best night that was the best night. That was the best night, straight up and down. 
um night two we started off with uh damage control versus um Lita, Trish and uh Becky. I believe that's what started it, right? Oh uh, yeah, because right after that was the tag the tag team women's shit. It was right after that. It was? I believe so. Wait, no, 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 no. They set the night off. The tag team women's um free for all. Okay, yeah. That was solid. That was a solid joint. I did I had my moments in the part where I liked that. I mean I'm happy that uh Shayna and um we knew that the win. Same thing I feel with like I said with Street Profits though. I, I'm ready for them to get into that uh tag title um picture and really get moving and shaking, bro. I'm I'm interested to see what they do with them too. I mean, outside of that, man, everybody got busy, bro. Live and you know what I'm saying? Uh um, what's her name? Raquel got busy, you know what I'm saying? Even Shotzi, she didn't botch, you know what I'm saying? She has some good moments. No botchy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Everybody had good moments, man. I just really only thing I hate is that fucking stacked sharpshooter shit that uh natalia does and this looks so because she can never really fully lock it in so it just looks always just looks stupid <laughs> that struggle ass sharpshooter yeah bro other than that it was a solid match though man um like i said the same thing with the um three on three um nothing really such i could really take nah, away from it I man a lot of botches in that one yeah that one was more sloppier than the other one i definitely agree with you on that one for sure bro um yeah, nothing I really take away from it though. I mean, Babyface has got the W. No heel turn. Nothing. I mean, it is what it is. So I mean, let's move on. We got uh <laughs> move on. Uh did we get was it um I see triple threat? That was night two? Yeah, we talked about that one though. I thought that was night one. Okay. That's that was night two. Sorry, y'all. Um so we already talked about that one. Then let's go to um Hell in a Cell. Oh no, it was it was the uh, women's match, the women's championship match. Oh, Bianca and Oscar. Bianca and surprise, Oscar. surprise. Yeah, uh, yeah, surprise, but not a surprise. And the more I sat, sat with it, and let me looked at the go home. I was just like, mm, I'm not saying that Oscar's not ready, but it's just like, this is gonna kind of be like the same thing that happened with her last run, where it's just like it's gonna. Get to the point where you're just waiting for somebody the 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 big top baby face, or yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's like I love Oscar in the ring and such, but character wise, just not doing it for me, bro. Just going around drooling and all that such is not doing it for me. She always she's, goes. She's a, never mind. I was gonna say some foul shit. Oh, continue. Oh. Yeah, it's just, it's just not doing it for me, bro. And Bianca is still like her entrance. Another one that was really amazing. Like her entrance was really great, man. Um. Shout out to the young, the little girl, the contortionist, her mother passed that yeah. same day. Yeah, shout out to Triple H, man. He uh, let the news done. His, his, uh, what he, the comments he had about that and just was really, really touching, bro. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I, I really, really feel what he said verbatim. And if you want to go check out that press conference to hear about that, bro, because that was really, really, really heavy, man. Uh, he was then he was about to cry, bro. Like, yeah, he was choked up, yeah. But um, but yeah, man, the match was really um good. On uh, the first watch, I was hell. It started off a little slow, but the ending the ending was really really good. Rewatching it, it, it was were real snug, real snug. Yeah, that power bomb outside, oh, outside? nasty, nasty. You know, Bianca's forearms always are heavy. The drop kick on the apron, it was a lot of dope spots. On the rewatch, like I had to rewatch it. You know what I'm saying? But really dope match. Um, I'm cool with Bianca. I'm saying retaining though. Same. We get to work out today. 
You know, with right. Rhea, Bianca. So I'm happy for that. Which has been brewing for a while. They've been supposed to meet up. Um, let's go to Hell in a Cell, man. Edge and Finn. Go ahead, man. Get your shit off first, bro. You, yeah. I was looking forward to this match, my nigga. Like in the predictions, I was hyped for this. Old school Hell in a Cell, no red shit. They didn't paint the cell red, but they painted the chairs red. You can do stick red. <laughs> like it was gang warfare, for sure. Like it, bro. The gimmicky shit. Them not showing the blood, even though we knew clearly it was there. Well, you didn't like, see it because he had paint on. No, they would. They purposely didn't show him gushing. Dude, because you had to attend to that. Did you see that gash? Yeah, that should look like a fucking like yeah, Irish meat. They had to they had to put some Vaseline on that shit or something. It it just it wasn't for it to be the first classic on a cell match at WrestleMania in seven years. It didn't deliver. It didn't deliver to me. I think outside of the um injury spot, that was a good match. I don't like know what's so bad about it. The coup de gras off the top of the conveniently placed platform. I don't know how that got I don't know. Like they do that in so many conveniently placed things in this hell in the cell now, bro. They got little holes in the <laughs> to climb it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like a nigga can't, like a nigga never climbed a gate before. But anyways, um, yeah, bro. I thought it was a solid match, bro. I didn't. I think for what the story was, you know what I'm saying. I was surprised. That was the ending I was surprised with. That for anything for sure. Yeah, Finn losing was weird. I mean, I guess I get it for talk about finishing the story. I guess Edge finished his story with, you know, saying Judgment Day. So in that in that sense, I guess I'll take that. But damn, man, like I just need my nigga Finn to get some big wins, man. Like Finn-ish the story. That was a good one. Bar God. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, but yeah, man, I thought it was a solid match though. They gave it up filthy with the weapon. They wasn't they wasn't being light with that at all. They weren't, as you can see, color changing shit. That was the weirdest thing. That was the only weird thing to me. Other than that, you know what I'm saying? I was happy to for the old school cell. They gave me great spots. You know what I'm saying? Throughout the um cell, you know what I'm saying? Wrestlers in themselves definitely. You know what I'm saying? They never lack. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what's so I don't know what's so wrong about the match. It probably wasn't like that. Probably wasn't a main event ish. You know what I'm saying? But that might be it for me, then. It just didn't feel like a. It, it, I didn't get the big fight feel for Hell in a Cell, especially at Mania. I didn't get that from this match. This is like a backlashy kind of. Yeah, maybe they like, probably uh, shouldn't do Mania. I mean, Hell in a Cell at Mania, unless it's, unless it's main event. Because you expect so much. That's why I thought it was going to be main event at night one. But anyway, man. It's um, choked. I think that was the match before. The main the main event, right? Yeah, because they went to like the fucking the Hall of Fame recap. And yeah, then we had the little uh Shane McMahon situation too. That oh my god, he blew his quad. What are the fucking odds of that, bro? Like seriously. I mean, look at his dad. Same thing happened to his dad. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what are the <laughs> odds of that? He's his daddy's kid. He's his daddy's kid. You blow your quad. Like, that is insanity, bro. And I was so hyped for my boy to come out, bro. I love Shane McMahon. That's my nigga. So I had to miss him for a while because they was wilding out. But Best in the world shit. Yeah. But 
I miss my nigga, bro. When that music hit anytime, bro, I always I always go. Oh, they turned up. They Yo, turned up for Shane. Everybody in the chat was getting mad at me because I was happy Shane McMahon was there. Obviously, Nick they, Khan. They were all like I mean, it's like because Nick Khan sold us on all oh, so many surprises and all that such. And it's like you got Shane McMahon. And this is like not even an LA night. If he was doing this shit to Miz, bring out LA night. They did Bobby Lashley so filthy. Oh my god, we didn't talk about that. Word. He came out with the trophy, and that was it. We did like, one of these, and see you later. And I guess not. One of them. <laughs> no Bray Wyatt. Not no even KSI. tonight. Not even not tonight. Even no, no, I thought we were gonna get the KSI situation, but that's nothing. death. That's death. He don't. He don't want that. Something, bro. My name just came out. When I seen the suit, I was just like, hopefully it's a breakaway suit. And it was just like, <laughs> oh, god damn. They really got my boy doing nothing. Absolutely nothing, man. It's Fuck you gonna do with that damn trophy. Just turn it into a dartboard with Mr. Man's face and the thing. The fucking coat rack. <laughs> a fucking coat rack. Yeah, just hanging on his arm. Hanging on, on Andre's arm. <laughs> That shit is so contrived. Like that, that, that shit is fucking stupid. I hate that man. It's it's so contrived. I hate it. I hate it. It's like a pander fest. I don't like it. Like the no. ultimate warrior award. Oh, that's a pander fest. Well, no, that's that's kind of like the Walter Payton award. Ultimate warrior was a piece of shit person. He was, but. The idea of the award, I'm I'm cool with that. I ain't gonna lie. Shout out to White. All them old pictures they were showing of him made him look like he was like an undercover like drug dealer. Holy shit. Like dude from New Jack, the white guy? Nah, like narcos type shit. Really? Now he was like one of the American like drug dealers that would come over and shit. You know what I mean? That's the right warrior. 80s pictures of him and shit with the glasses on and shit. That's not the real world. That's not the real warrior. No, I'm kidding. I'm talking about about Tim White. Oh, Tim White. I thought you were talking about Ultimate Warrior. Holy shit. Nah, Ultimate Warrior. Never. But (laughs) Tim White. Shout out Tim White, man. That's one of my favorite refs, bro. That's why I was happy to be. Huh? He had the bar, the bar where they do those like APA, those mm-hmm. matches. That was his bar. Oh wow! Did not know that. That was his. Learn something new every day. But um, shit, man, was that? I think that was about it for me. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was about it. Cause then we we talked about the main event already. All right, shit, man. You ready? Um, shit, ready to close about it, joint? Yeah, I got my wave already queued up, man. One of the best albums of the year already. Yes, I'm Dicky, and I don't care. Oh gosh, it's well deserved. It's well deserved. Um, so over the weekend we got Larry June, Alchemist. Um, we got great uh, album, Escape. Great album, man. We we gonna recap that one next next show, man. In depth too, like that. That's that's gonna be. We go. We gonna go song by song with that one. Um, but one of my favorite records, probably one of my favorite records of the year, it's gonna be a summer anthem. Uh Porsches in Spanish. Like, and this is this is gonna transport you to a tropical, you know, island off the coast type shit. It's that energy. 
Um, John, I'm gonna go with is um also new. Man's is off the title of the creator's new um of his deluxe. Uh, call me if you get lost at Stay Cell. Another bag. Uh, one of my favorite uh joints up here was the ode to John Legend and Kanye's Heaven Only Knows record, which is Heaven to Me off Tyler's joint. Let's go with that joint right here, man. Connect my joint real quick. Yes, again, this is heaven to me. Heaven Tyler only Green. Know, heaven only knows. Heaven only knows. Heaven only knows. My energy kinetic. The fear of my limits. Yes, I'm heaven only knows. Heaven only knows. Heaven only knows. Yeah. 
I like sugar, I like sweets, I don't like the spicy beats. I need bridges in my beats and compatible the seats. The heaven more for me is no one I can wake up when I'm finished with my sleep. Ain't no kids to feed, no stress, I bleed. I don't got a boss, I go wherever and don't care about the cost. Gas money will start for me. Now I got so many cars I can start up. We napping in parks, we in the sun getting darked up. Chilling with my suit on, travel truck is either more not leather or his boots on. Sipping mint tea like we know the tree, the leaf fell from. We come from them tiki punch drinks, hat animosity for dinner, a pollo loco. That was in the past, now I'm parmesan my bolo. Half a million drifting in the tire, reading toy. You'll prefer the alligator logo with my cotton polo. Living it up, my niggas is up, y'all niggas is salty peanuts. We ain't giving a fuck, cause I'm blessed as hell and I ain't next to jail. Ain't got no psyche hiccups, plus I dress this well. My heaven 24, 7 in. That's heaven in. The lake water getting warmer from the radiant sun. My baby mama and my daughter getting chased by my son. The water gun is in his arms. That little nigga can run. He get it from his daddy's side. You know them Nigerian. My mama pulled up in a helicopter. Sister in the kitchen kicking Jackson mixing vodka. After dinner, I convince them they should babysit him. Me and wife and getting ready to go see an opera. This is the house we come to when we got nothing to do. The big yard quaint size with the immaculate view. My boat dock got a yacht with a slide on the side. My son and I got some bikes we can ride. I show him how to willy. And while he in my celly, we cleared another dilly. It's no contingency, the numbers in the hundred millies. I'm in my forties looking twenty-seven. I don't ask for nothing. Everything is mwah. That's heaven for a guy. My health is on a hundred. Feel me? Yeah. What's happening to me? Yeah. What's happening to you? That's really heaven at 40. Like, they have a good health. What's happening to you? To y'all? Because that's heaven. This, this was heaven. This was heaven at like, as a kid. It used to be the cream hat and the green, the cheetah print on the tee, the dark wash on the jeans, soccer mom with the vans and every color it seems, kids push down the block, cutting dickies in the shorts when it's hot, fucking windies up, brainstorming ways to get our pennies up, me and Jazz were spending last bucks on the city bus, Wayne tapes and vice masks and quarters head drop, peg legs, ice cream shoes, the Mr. Krabs watch. That was heaven for me, run time 17 Egging niggas' houses, fucking girls from Pasadena. Bass wasn't finished, I was forming up a teamer. I didn't have much for certain, I had a dreamer. The covers out of team, trying to tie the cedar. I put the floor up, fuck it, I bring it back like the hell I was for cedar. The covers out of cheetah, the dollars out of cheetah. Yo, what he did on the ma- on the uh, what is it, Mad Lib? What he did on the Mad Lib be? Was it a Mad Lib be that he he did that on? Which one? Um, what a day. I think that was a Mad Lib be. I listen to it again. I'm not sure right now. But yeah, he cooked, bro. That song right there, he was talking. That last verse, amazing. Amazing, man. Shit was hard, y'all. 
A lot of good music came out, man. Holy fuck. Nah, man. We definitely going to chat about that on the next joint, man. Mm-hmm. Once again, man, shout out to Jay Skis for pulling up, man. Great conversation. Go check out that album. A lot of uncertainties, man. Dope, dope album, man. Once again, shout out to him for pulling up. Great conversation. Um, WrestleMania's, WrestleMania weekends in the book, man. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I'll talk, I'll talk about my, some of my favorite matches on on All Mark's pod. Go check that. Plug, out. plug your shit. Yeah. Come on, man. We're All Mark's Anyways pod, man. Um, but we're All Mark's pod. But, uh, yeah, definitely going to be chatting up about WrestleMania on that, man. I'll talk about some of my favorite matches on the weekend on there. Um, but, yeah, dog, another one in the books, man. Let's get ready to get up out of this joint, man. Word. Uh, before we get up out of here, um, Narrative God is back on Sunday. Playoff preview. I got the homie Malik pulling up. We gonna do. He's going to be a Stephen A to my Skip Bayless. Tune in. It, it, it's gonna be whenever me and him get around each other. You already know. Well, we're already we're in the group chat together, so you already know the energy. You know, you know what type of time we on. Tune in Sunday, five p.m. Bet, bet, bet. On that note, man, get your bars off podcast, man. It's another one in the books, man. We out of this joint, son. Love is love. Bang.